Pod 11. That's close enough. Yeah, that's close enough. Pod 11, guess what, everyone? We've got the same guest. And I, I'm going to say a permanent co-host of the new podcast. Co-host. Okay, this is the Springs and Threads. Um, Michael, welcome. Welcome uh, officially Thank to the you. family. Thank you. I, uh, I'm excited to cook up with you guys for <laughs> as long as this lasts or... Well, I mean, oh, it's going to last forever. We're going to be doing signed this shit, on. We're gonna be doing this shit till we're like 100. On. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to, this is going to take off. Don't worry. Uh, let's roll into it. Um, we'll try to keep everything under three hours uh, for, for those that yeah, stuck through we, last time. Amazing. Good, good on you. Yeah. Whoever, whoever got through it last week, you're, you're, you're a legend for real. You're a real one. Yes. You're a good one. You are real. Shout out to, to Mike Chen on my side. He got through it. So something about Mike's. Did he actually? Yeah. He's nice. really trustworthy. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Right? Or did you just skip through? Yeah. Did you just skip through? Uh, maybe. Maybe you skipped through the end and you texted me those numbers. But I, I trust <laughs> you. Yeah. We're gonna turn it over to you, Darius. Um, what was on the wrist? What was on the feet? And uh, I guess what what are you wearing right now? On the wrist, right now I'm wearing skin. It's skin o'clock. Um, got nothing on, but I am fiddling right now because I have some jewelry around my desk. So. Just fiddling with some old rings I don't wear anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't wear rings anymore um, because handling stuff, you might scratch it. But during the week was all also Mariner all week. Oh, wow. And then on the feet, I typically just wore my, uh, my B23s. Dior B23s. Original colorway, original release. Damn. Is, is that the one with the, with, like, the monogram in it? Or is that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's it's the it's the oblique monogram, like converse looking plastic shoe. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, I see you. I see you being hypocritical after we touched on the monogram thing last week. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never made a, a a mystery that I like wearing monogram stuff on occasion. Yeah, no, for sure. I I think it's appropriate from time to time. I just don't think that you can like overdo it. Like when I see people like oh, yeah. doing it all the time, I'm like. You know, come on, or like you, or like I think I think the the one do not with with monogram is if you're just wearing like fifteen monogram pieces at once or something. Oh my god! Or or you're wearing like Gucci track pants and then like Dior bottoms. It's oh like, bro, my god. yeah. Do you wear? Do you that that person also wears Adidas socks and Nike runners? Oh, no, I it, saw that this week. Oh, that was terrible. Adidas socks and Nike runners. Uh, Nike yeah. socks and Adidas runners. Yeah. You know what? I I think that that one's like not as heinous as I would have thought it was. Like, um, I guess uh, before like six months ago. Remember when when like the protests were happening and 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 everything? Well, I mean, people are still protesting if I'm not mistaken. But um, and you know, rightfully so. But when when the protests were really starting to pick up. Um, and then Nike like retweeted Adidas that one time and yeah. it was like, oh, like we're all in this together or whatever it was. And then people were like, I'm wearing my Adidas socks with Nike sneakers and stuff now. So I was like, I don't think it's as bad as it used to be, you know? It's not as bad as it used to be. It's still, still just like, uh, come on. Still a do not. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's my stance. Um, okay. Nike socks with like something as iconic as like an NMD or an ultra boost, I think is like a sin. 
Okay. okay. I mean, if you pair it up maybe with like a Continental 8, maybe you can get away with it or like, you know, any of that kind of stuff. But if it's like iconic and I saw Ultra Boosts paired up with the Nike, white Nike mid socks that you'd get from the employee store. Yikes. Like, that's <laughs> what I saw. That's like if you did high, like high, like knee high Adidas socks with like Air, Air Jordans. It's just no. Oh. Just don't. But before before we uh, get too far into things, I got to do my wrist and shoe thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, what are you wearing? <laughs> Go um, ahead. Wrist, skin, irritation Oof. from washing my hands. Um, <laughs> and COVID times, got to wash on, those hands. Uh, COVID times, man. Honestly, like I feel like I've I've uh, I've paid the price with with all these little chemicals on my hands and stuff lately. But um, on the feet, I pulled out my docs for the first time this year. Oh shit. Um, Yep. Uh, well, I guess not this year. I, I wore them in in the uh, like January, February, March. Which pair stuff. do you got? I just got the uh, fourteen sixty, uh, the matte black ones with still the yellow stitching, um, and I wore those a lot. And I wore my Carhartt Air Force ones as well. Ooh. Uh, it's you know what slept on a sneaker. I might. I I've honestly been thinking about buying another pair. Uh, just to double up on them because I don't want to make the same mistake that I made with uh, the Venice Beach Kobe 8. Mm. I, I yeah. wish I could cop another pair of those. I was wearing those to the gym for so long and I went to go buy a pair on StockX like last year and they're like $800. And this was before Kobe passed. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. 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 I Rest in peace, Kobe. How, how about you, Ed? What have, what have you been rocking? Um, brought this out. This is uh, my nice, small Hamilton uh, Pilot Pioneer. Um, why is it small? You might be asking, Michael. Watches typically nowadays are at about. <laughs> I see. I see everyone's face. <laughs> Damn. I'll go to pause. Uh, so <laughs> I can't even go on with this. Let, let's just jump into. We're, we're done the with the podcast. We're done with the yeah, podcast. We're, we're done. The That's it. Good night. Thanks Good everybody evening. for listening. Morning, uh, comment listening. the numbers at the end if you suck all the way through this one. <laughs> Tell the size of Ed's watch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, tell me how big my wrist. Anyways, I'm not gonna derail. Um, I actually pulled out a pair of uh, an Ultra Boost. I bought about six months ago, um, just from the uh, from the outlet store over uh, near nearby you, Michael. Nearby you, right? And then so it's the first Ultra Boost I've owned because I've always been a Nike guy. Pretty damn comfortable. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. The one at Vaughn Mills or the one in the middle of like nowhere? <laughs> I've been to both actually. Do you know the uh, one I'm talking about? The one on 27 yeah, that's yeah. like the corporate office? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there. I've been there uh, for their Play Store sale. But no, I got it at Vaughn Mills. It was a good deal. Um, and it was like the first one where the colors were okay. A lot of fall tones. Uh, but I mean, my daily, I'll be honest, is my 990 V5s in like the Navy. Like, I just rock that to the core. Very comfortable. Gets the job done. That's all I care about. I wanted to add something, um, and I wanted to ask you, Michael. You have Docs. Have you ever heard of the brand Solivare? Oh, Solivare. I don't think I have, yeah. but I'll, I'll look it up right it now. Would, it you, would be spell spelled it? like Solovare. S O L O. Bro, I literally saw. Nah, straight up, they're, they're like they're kind of expensive, right? They're like um, they're yeah. they're like maybe like six hundred bucks or something like that. No, no, no. Mm. They are. I, I swear, like I saw the them this week. Range. I saw them this week on uh, Instagram somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, these are like 
docks, but then they're not docks. Like they had they had the tag and everything at the back, right? Like they had the pull tab. Yeah. So like a made in England boot, uh, similar to the style of of the docks. But the ma- major difference is there's a shank, so there's more support um, at the bottom um, by your foot versus the docks. There's no shank, so you can just collapse that boot. You know, literally like a sandwich. So Solivair is a is a boot brand that I really want to get into. Haven't bought anything because everything's coming out of you know England, and I, I don't want to deal with all that yet. Yeah, <laughs> we're not paying with those duties. Is the is the yeah. quality that much better? Like, have you seen it in hand? Is the quality that much better than a Doc Martin? Um, I would say like the upper and and the material used are very close. The major thing is construction. It's the, the sole looks of the really boot. sturdy. It looks really sturdy, sturdy. and it's just just the things you know. It's it's the it's the sole, and then it's the insole as well, and then just the the shank that's in the middle of the boot. That's what makes it amazing. Uh, people have rated it better than the made in England uh, Doc Martens, so check it yeah. out. Yeah, I want to buy one, but uh, in, in due time, due time. That's like uh, I wonder if uh, Rose Anvil has has done a breakdown of those. Have you have you seen that guy on YouTube, Rose? Yeah, Anvil? I saw his. Uh, I love. <laughs> I love his white sneaker thing because he he kind of like oh. exploited he common projects. Parts, everything, yeah. Common projects must be so pissed at that videos out there. Like, yeah. and just I the way it. he like he when he tore it apart and he's like, I don't know why the hell there's a shank in this sole. Like, I don't like I don't understand. Yeah, that guy's cool. Maybe we'll get him on the pod. We'll That'd see. be sweet. One day, one day, one day, one day, for sure. Uh, Mike, Mike, what are you wearing? You didn't even cover that. Uh, what do you mean? In terms of your top like, man, oh, right now, my bad. Um, yeah. It's actually you know going on the on the vintage. Oh, I got a little shit. Ken Griffey Junior tee. Cop this Damn. at Epson Frank. Yeah, I think this one's from the nineties. There's no cracking or anything. Copped it for right. like fifty in the summer, and okay. I was like, you know what? I also have like a Nolan Ryan one, but it's all cracked up, and like it's a, it's still a good look. But when I saw how pristine the condition on this one was, I was like, fifty bucks. You guys could charge me like. 100 150 I'd, I'd buy it because I, I love sports tees so yeah mm-hmm. how to go with that how about you ed you're on the you're on the vogue kiss stuff i see there you go flex little peak big flex <laughs> big flex <laughs> no it, it it's comfy it's great uh mike before the we started recording i know we were we were talking about the box logos how we're sort of over it but this one kind of it, it, it's a nice little. It's a nice change. You're not actually over it. <laughs> it's got charm to it. It's got charm. It feels to good. It. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah. yeah. It's actually my 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 favorite hoodie, over the ALD stuff, um, and I don't know. There's just something really cozy about it. Wow. It's it's the way the kiss stuff drapes over your shoulders. That's that's what I've noticed with their hoodies. There you go. You have. How about you, Darius? What do you want, man? I think I'm on. I think it's like eight years old. Uniqlo crew neck. Okay. Yo, I remember this. Yeah, Uniqlo is amazing. Yeah, we were, super old. We were just saying Uniqlo is the best. Please, the best. I don't want to see your Zara hauls. I don't want to see your Aritzia hauls. Let's see your Uniqlo hauls. Uniqlo hauls. <laughs> I think it was like a, it's a collaboration with like a, a comic strip, um, and it's just like super old. Yeah, worn in. The, the you know, the print is supposed to be white, but it's cream now, so... Love it. Ed is going to cool. get such an angry DM when this pod drops. Uh, oh, uh, my God. Okay. Darius, I just, I just, I just want to ask, um, 
Do you know a lot of people that, that shop at Zara, that shop at Aritzia and claim to be, you know, fashion experts, stylist experts, anything like that? Because I do. That's what, that was a shot, by the way. That was yeah. a huge I, shot. I do. I do. But it's also like, I get it. But it's just like very, very much. You buy everything at Aritzia and it has a certain look. Mm. Yeah. It looks like inoffensive and it's good, but it still looks good. That's a, like ultimately you can say it looks good, but it's just not cutting edge or anything. The Aritzia stuff. Yeah, like it looks inoffensive. That's that's like the core of it to me. I guess it looks inoffensive. I just think that like if you do all your shopping at Aritzia. And you might not even mean to do this. Like, it might not be a thing that you want to copy other people. But, you know, there's a certain consumer that goes in there. And, like, there's a lot, yeah. of, there's a lot of clones, man. Like, and, and, yeah. and, I mean, obviously, you know, um, considering it's like a, few, it's a store for women for the most part. I know that, I know that TNA was putting out some, some men's stuff. Like, I, their puffer jacket mm-hmm. was kind of cool. I just don't like their logo. Uh, but, uh, some of just I the the name that I have for them the name that I have for them is uh Autumn Girls. Um <laughs> just, you just you look you look like an autumn girl and uh yeah. Yeah, I don't like don't get me wrong, I understand I know what you're getting at and like understand like it's very clone and copy and paste-ish. But ultimately if you do that, it looks okay. I will say this. You might not be a style savant, but yeah. it'll look okay. I like their outerwear for, for, for ladies. I think they do a really great job with the outerwear. And when you style it with like some nice you know, trousers from somewhere else or even like vintage five, 501s, it looks great. But when you're building the entire outfit from there, it, it's very <laughs> copy and paste. Not yeah. the best. I, um, a little bit of a beef that I had with them, um, not even regarding like anything of the look but uh i don't know how i found myself in this section of youtube but it was like this this girl doing this haul that she got from aritzia and um she was like really excited because you know they had just like incorporated like what they thought i guess at at their corporate offices were plus sizes Okay, we're back. Just a few we're technical back, difficulties. Um, so I don't want to offend anyone more. Look, nothing against Aritzia. Great stuff. Just, you know, do a little more diverse shopping. Um, uh, Zara, I do have my gripes about, but it is what it is. There's always going to be fast fashion, and then there will be what's called slow fashion. Right. Just, just to finish the point that I was making, because I completely forgot what it was, but now I remembered. Uh, it was just like I saw this YouTuber doing like a plus size haul, I guess. It was like the first time she had ever ordered anything from Aritzia because like she couldn't fit in anything prior. And what they claimed were their plus sizes were really just like a double XL. And she was like, this isn't a plus size. Like this isn't this isn't what, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Me and yeah. other girls that are that are, you know, in my in my um, in my weight. Uh, range you know need and i i just think that you know especially for a brand that claims to be so you know progressive and especially i know we harped on the environmental thing quite a lot last week but um yeah it's just like you know like i i don't think that they they're doing this out of like any ill will or anything i'm not i'm not saying like oh they're like purposely screwing this up but 
you know, you got to do better. You got to do better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we actually, funny enough, for those listening that were introduced by, by Mike over here, we actually cover watches. And uh, that's something that we're yeah. going to get, get a taste of the, <laughs> this, week, this week, okay? Last week we got a little excited. It's all good. Um, you know, got a lot of good vibes here. Uh, I want to talk about a release that I was really happy about. You've heard about this brand before. I brought them up. Um, and it's another collaboration. I love these collaboration pieces. I have shared um, our opinions. I love, I think Darius and I, we, we do read this publication. This is the publication where I stole the uh, magazine out of the actual uh, airport lounge. <laughs> right? So that is none other than Hodinky. So shout out to the whole team at Hodinky. Great group of guys. Uh, very knowledgeable. Way more uh, credible than, than I am. But they actually collaborated with Swatch. So for those that don't know Swatch, you might have seen them at like a, like a mall kiosk, right? And it looks like toy. It looks like a toy. It looks really fun. But they were kind of the first to do... Um, what would you say, Darius? Not a one-off watch, not a fun watch, but what's the proper term for what I'm trying to think about right now? They're the first to do the... I think what you're trying to get out is like a watch as a functional timepiece mm-hmm. and also like a fun accessory. Yes. Like a fun accessory. Yes, something that's not taken that too seriously. swap in and out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I've actually talked about this movement before, so I'm glad they kind of did a re- reissue. It's the Hodinky and Swatch System 51 in this nice sort of, uh, I'm, I'm just going to call it like a Cartier green or like an ALD green. For some reason, like when I saw it, I, I immediately <laughs> thought like either like a Cartier tank on like a nice green croc strap um, or it's like the ALD. Um, every time they do like a spring collection, they'll have like a really nice green in it, right? So... Anyways, they did this watch, System 51 movement, which is basically an automatic movement that is built up of just 51 parts. Very cookie cutter. Everything is kind of, you know, automated. There's no hand polishing. It doesn't look the prettiest. It's just, you know, you, you could say it's, it's the most efficient movement to produce from a manufacturing end. Really great watch. It's a great size for, for people that have a, a moderate size wrist. Um, very accessible as well. Uh, let's see if I can get any specs. I, I cannot. Has what they call um, a California dial, uh, which is really interesting, where the 12 o'clock, the 3 o'clock, and the 9 o'clock are just, you know, these the, the shapes. And you have a mix of Roman numerals as well as uh, Arabic, Arabic numerals. Very interesting. If you do have a chance to check it out, please do check it out. If you're into fashion uh, and you are into kind of, you know, looking at ways to add a add something to your wardrobe, make it a little, you know, different. I do think this is the watch for you. I think it goes well with a lot of different outfits. Mikey, if if you are looking it up, you can just see the uh, Hodinkee System 51, Swatch System 51. Um, I think it's a great color. Would like to get your opinion as not someone that's heavily invested in this, uh, in this hobby. You know, I, um, I actually really like the title. <laughs> of the article that I'm I'm looking at right now, it's this is the affordable watch to get this holiday season. Okay, and nice. you know what I I like it. How much does this go for? Um, couple hundred, one hundred seventy bucks. What the yeah. soft? You know I here here's the thing is USD. Um, yeah USD. USD. So, like so I guess like you know maybe like two ten retail Canadian something like that or yeah. two hundred something like that. Um, something I find really, really interesting 
about Swatch is they have like this really good cred, it seems, mm-hmm. at least as an outsider to the whole Watch thing, um, within the Watch community, but their product is still very affordable for the most part, from what I've noticed. Um, I don't know like what their most expensive watch is. Darius, you probably have a better idea, but... I have no uh, idea, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I, I just feel like, especially, you know, with, with the way that their actual retail model is, is set up. Like if a lot of the time it's like a kiosk in like the middle of a mall or something. Yeah. I know they had, they had one at the Eaton Center in like the same spot <laughs> forever. Yeah. And I just feel like, not obviously it's a lot different than buying a phone, but even just like the retail model of like having just like a small kiosk and being like, hey, like we sell watches it's a lot more inviting to somebody who doesn't know a lot about watches because it can be very intimidating to, to, you know, get in the watch game and be like, well, I can't afford any of this. Like there's no way that I can afford this 2000, 3000, 4000, $5,000 watch, which Mm -hmm. even a lot of the time in the watch game is like, Oh, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Like it's, (laughs) it's like, Oh, like that's, that makes sense. But for, for the average consumer that doesn't know a lot about timepieces or doesn't really care that much about timepieces, um, Swatch definitely hooks it up for people. Yeah, um, I always say uh, for people looking for watches, right? Um, if you're very new into this and you you go to like Fossil, you go to all these places, I would recommend checking out Swatch first. The reason being, um, within you know the whole watch industry or timepieces, is you're always kind of looking for heritage. The heritage kind of adds validity and, and credibility. Uh, the Swatch Group actually owns a, a, a number of other brands, including a movement manufacturer by the name of ETA. So ETA is also, um, so they make movements, that's that's their bread and butter, and then they'll actually just, you know, sell off those movements and other brands will use that movements and then they, the brand might do their own dials, their own casing, everything like that. In addition, the uh, Swatch Group does own uh, Blanc Bon, it does own uh, Glassoot Original, Omega, Longines, Tissot, uh, Hamilton, and Rado. There's some legitimate watchmaking chops. I guess I was expecting a reaction from Mike to go like, oh shit, but it was like, <laughs> I was like trying to read you. I know everything <laughs> about watches now. No, um, you know, I, I guess like better suited for me to make a comparison with is um, Lacoste. That, that kind of reminds me of Lacoste in a lot of ways. Is... Uh, or at least the the brand Swatch does uh, remind me of Lacoste in a lot of ways because, you know, people aren't going crazy for Lacoste product. But at the end of the day, um, it's been around longer than all of us combined, <laughs> I would assume. Uh, yeah, it, that sounds about <laughs> yes. right. And it'll probably be around long after where, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dead and gone. So I, I it feels like it feels like Swatch is almost like, yeah, people aren't, you know, going nuts for Swatch or anything, but... They're a legacy brand, you know. They're like they they are an affordable legacy brand, which is like very very cool to see uh, in in such an expensive expensive hobby. <laughs> can what can, what's really good to be said about Swatch is that they have never ever tried to be or even come across as being anything other than what they are. Yeah, you know, an affordable accessory that tells the time. Yeah, from personal experience, I remember being at Eden Center one time, um, and I saw this family. Um, I think it was. Three boys, two girls, and then a husband and wife. And they literally, they looked like visitors, and they actually got the kids' timepieces. That's how easy it was, is they walked to this tourist attraction, right, in downtown Toronto. They went into the mall, 
here's a kiosk. Okay, kids, pick out your watches. And then, you know, I, the look on their faces kind of reminded me of, like, the first time I got, like, a little Casio with, or, like, a little uh, G-Shock with, like, a Velcro as a kid. I was just like, oh, my gosh. Or it would, maybe not even that. Maybe, like, some off-brand stuff you get from, you know, Pacific Mall, anything like that. So, so yeah. <laughs> like, I, it was very relatable. It was great to see, like, kids still have that feeling of, I now have something that tells the time, right, until they get a, until they get a smart, uh, smartphone. <laughs> they'll enjoy it now um i guess i guess you bring it up smartphone i definitely don't want to get too much off of like mechanical here um as watch collectors how do you guys feel about you know the the digital or the digital digitalization of uh of watches where even when you see like i know you brought up fossil um when you see these brands, like even Fossil has like a like a smartwatch now, or or like obviously the Apple Watch is far and above, you know, like the the leader in 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 the market, and or like a Fitbit even have it, you know, looking a little bit more like a watch instead of a, a fitness device. Like, how do you guys feel about that? As people that you know clearly love the mechanical aspect of it, and you know the movement and all this stuff. Like, do you think that that takes away from the hobby or that that adds to it and then will bring people into the hobby going, oh, now I want something more mechanical because this is a little too sporty for me. So I'm going to jump in. Number one, Darius is going to answer this. But number two, as listeners, if you check out, I think it was our first or second podcast. First or second podcast. We talked about the Apple Watch. We talked about it. Yeah. So for listeners, if you want to check that episode out, definitely go through. Um, but Darius, I, I think your opinion yeah, is but, amazing for this. Yeah, the, the, the short of the opinion is that the Apple Watch or digital watches, or smartwatches, I should say, smartwatches in general are, com- are essentially a different product from a watch. So as a different product and like a utility product that connects your phone to an accessory, a device that gives you a secondary display for quick updates fantastic product like i've owned apple watches and i've worn them and they're great like they are so good at what they do and they're also significantly more accurate than any mechanical watch i would ever own that being said they will never replace what a mechanical watch is because what a mechanical watch represents is essentially different from what a smartwatch represents Okay, but how do you feel about not the base level Apple Watch, but when they do the collaboration with um, Hermes or Herme, however you might like to pronounce it? I don't want to be a snob about it. Um, <laughs> I think it's fine. I mean, like, it uh, becomes a luxury digital product, but it never strays from attempting from being a Apple Watch or a digital watch or like a, a sec- accessory to your smartphone, you know? When they came out initially with the first Apple Watch edition in solid gold for like $20,000, it was still an Apple Watch. It, it didn't attempt to market itself as like more than what it is. I think, I think a part of the watch game, um, at least from an outsider's perspective, is that if you pick the right watch, it appreciates over time. I don't think that an Apple watch can ever appreciate over time. It doesn't matter if it's made out of gold or uranium or <laughs> whatever. It's, like it. 
that's a really contentious t- subject too because it's like should you buy a watch that should that should like value over time be a decision or factoring a decision to purchase a watch yes or no in some ways yes if you do intend on selling it but should you ever really buy something that is a long-term purchase unlike a car or something with the intent of purchase of selling it that's fair yeah, I, I hear right. you on that. Well, right. Because you... it's really it's really easy to think that way, but but it's like most people don't think that way. In in terms of like maybe something, I don't know if you think this is a gimmick, but I don't know if you've ever seen. Um, I believe the brand name is pronounced Eon or it's E One the the Bradley uh, classic watch, and instead of like. Um, instead of like a dial it's it, well i guess like there is one but it's like ball bearings like and then oh. the the magnetics in it is what is what turns it um if you want to look it up right now but oh yes yeah. yeah. it's, it's the watch that you can feel the time yeah yeah, yeah I, I think so. it's so cool i think it's so cool i think it's amazing i'm for it that that's cool i see i i wasn't i expected that that it was going to be not like watch not like I don't think you're a, a snob about watches at all but but at the end of the day like even me with sneakers like when I see like a sneaker that I that is like new and I'm trying to think of an example uh the, the element Zoom react tights, 87 bro come on the element react 87 that sneaker when it first came out right that's that sneaker bothered me it bothered me a lot and it still kind of does like I don't like that sneaker at all because it's just it feels like it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's not a, it's not a sneaker for people that love sneakers. It's a sneaker for people that wanted the hottest thing at the time. But you know, I was just kind of thinking like, Oh man, like I feel like Darius isn't going to like this at all because you know, like it's, it just feels like almost an imposter in the, into the hobby. No, I think it's really cool because if, if we're talking about the same thing where it's developed, it was developed or the thing I'm thinking of was developed just to for someone who is like hard of sight like either born without sight um or whatnot they can feel the time on their wrist you know they can touch the ball bearings and reset it with a shake of their wrist and it'll reset to where it's supposed to be that is a fundamental change in watches and that's a product that's never been done by any other brand ever or even attempted or even a problem that other brands have even thought of before okay you like that but in the event that that watch brand were to turn around and be like, oh, we're going to make like a traditional mechanical watch now, would you feel like that is the wrong move for them to make? I don't think it's the wrong move because everyone in the watch market is like you're no one's going to say like you're not allowed to compete in the watch market because it's like there's such a gatekeeper thing to say. Imagine if a new shoe company was legitimately new ideas made a new new shoe and they came out and said hey now we all want to make like take a sneaker and just make a sneaker that's not what we came out first with or enter the market with is it a bad shoe you don't know until it comes out can you say they shouldn't do it probably shouldn't say that because what if they come out with something really really good to to on the on the other side of that though uh whatever the clark's athletic shoe is it's like kind of athletic. It's like the sneaker. You know, it's kind of what you're talking about right now. Like, it I is. don't like that. It is. I don't like I that liked, at all. Like, I that liked bothers it. me. I liked it a lot. 
I didn't buy it, but I think it was cool. It was a cool concept. Like, at least they're trying something. You know, as much as I would love for, like, Jordan Brand to only make the Jordan 1 in, like, forever, and I hope <laughs> they really do, I still find merit in, like, the Jordan 30 when they try to make a performance shoe or something totally different. You know, I still find merit in that. I might not buy it, but I find it's I, it's something they should do. How do you feel about that, Ed? In terms uh, of, you know, like, if, if this watch brand were to start making mechanical, like, traditional watches? Well, n- number one, it's... I think I, I, I would, I'm more tactile. So I would want to see what exactly they, they come up with. I want to see the dial. Does it hold true to its original design? Is there still elements of, like, their original ethos? If it was, you know... Let's just say like a generic watch with like, you know, Arabic numerals or Roman numerals, you know, enamel dial, anything like that. I I would applaud them because I think they just want to do something different for once. I would actually relate that more to and I relate that to like a musician. You come up with like a banger, right? Everyone wants a follow up, but everyone wants the follow up to sound exactly like the first album. As an artist, you're going to get bored and then for your second album, you're going to want to do something different, whether you're A&R and your team agrees with you or not, right? Because you're like, yo, I've done this stuff. Like, I, I don't want to do it again. So I can kind of understand if, you know, what, what was the, uh, how do you pronounce it? Sorry. E1? Uh, the E-O, I, I don't know if it's E1 or E-O-N. I've, yeah. I've never heard okay. their brand name. I've only seen it. I've only yeah. read it. So, so in that regards. But I like the original design. Um, to go off of what Darius was saying... Uh, basically about you know how okay Jordan one has their original you know the 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 the, the, the amazing icons of like the one even the twos I love the twos uh, threes and fours right but then there is merit in like thirties there is merit in like some of the wackier 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 things because you don't want to stop innovating you never want to stop trying stuff you don't want to just write off the coattail of your past all right you always got to move forward good or bad. You you just got to try it out and then see how it, see how it goes. Like I'm a fan of the deltas. Um, that's just my personal opinion. People can have their opinions as well. They'd be like, no, it's exactly trash. When you talk about the 87s, I didn't think I never had that feeling. The React 87s, I never had that feeling. I said this is a very techie shoe. This has like ripstop on there. This feels very technical to me. The cork is like strange but you know i bought a pair though i didn't like them they they did not fit uh my my feet very well i'll never i'll never like that shoe man damn i don't i, I don't know what i don't yeah like i don't know did it, you like the I undercover one i don't think that no no, no the I ispas didn't. i didn't uh oh i like the ispas though there I you go. The double stack, the double stack ISPA sneaker, yeah. whatever it's called, the one, the one that I get an ad for like thirty-eight <laughs> fucking times a day. That sneaker is so dope. I wish my feet were small enough to fit into women's sizes because that sneaker is crazy. Damn, crazy. See, now that sneaker would never have happened without the original eighty-seven. What the like the double stack one? No, I mean like the ISPA. Like the, oh, uh, right. okay. Stuff like that. That would yeah, never yeah. would have happened without the eighty-seven. Yeah, I guess you are right about that. And but here's the thing: is like I don't, I don't feel like Nike was pandering or anything. Um, I just, I don't know. Like I, 
I don't know why that that shoe, that silhouette in particular, rubbed me the wrong way, but I think it might have been a, like a buildup of things because yeah. it wasn't that. It's it's not as if they put that shoe out, and it was the first time that I felt that they were kind of making the wrong move per se. Like when when they started doing all these like new Air Maxes. Like the the two seventy and the seven twenty and all this stuff, like I'm not a big fan of those sneakers. So I, I was already kind of wary of of this whole thing. And mm-hmm. then they came out with the re, the the Element React, and I just shook my head. I was like, "This is not what we need. This is like just give us a good signature basketball sneaker. Please give us a good signature basketball sneaker. I don't want to see another Paul George shoe. I don't. I don't. I don't just." Peachy just tell ATGs. Paul George he's not allowed to have another signature. <laughs> like, just straight up, just, just tell Paul George he's not allowed to have another sneaker. Every single shoe that they put out for Paul George, like, the, the first two, for one, looked exactly the same. And I, I, off the top of my head, I can't even remember what the other ones look like because I just got so sick of seeing the sneakers overall. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the 87s reflect a time. Like, like it's very era-specific. For for the like the, the the 20th century, that's what I think. Like I, I didn't follow the hype because well, number one, I don't really follow this stuff, right? In in terms of, I don't look for build up. I'm not really engulfed into the marketing of things. I'll see it on like you know a post, and then you know just kind of have it go away. And then hey, if every if it starts going on my on my timeline, or I start seeing more ads about it based on the algorithm, then that's great. And I'm like, hey, this this looks. Great. This looks good. I I picked mine up at the Nike Employee Store sale, um, and for for that price, it, it was okay to rock. But I'll be honest, like, um, did not last long. You know what shoe I wish was a thing over all these sneakers I just listed, and they could do it in other colorways. I don't even need the original colorway. I just like the silhouette. Of the shoe is if they did the Mars Yard in like a more, in a more. Uh, you know, widespread release. I like Accessible I like release, the actual yeah. silhouette. I like the silhouette the silhouette of the shoe. I think it's a perfect blend between, you know, this sort of athletic look and something that's like casual. Even though that's that isn't the story behind the sneaker at all, because you know it was. It, I mean, Tom Sachs is just kind of like, let's go to the moon or whatever. But uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I. I feel like, you know, we had this conversation last week about the whole influencer signature sneaker thing. And I feel as though that's what influencer signatures should look like. It should be a shoe that blends the athleticism and the casual aspect of a shoe together. Um, And again, I know we spoke about New Balance last week and we thought that Kawhi was the only one that did a collaboration with them. But I just realized um, we were wrong about that. They they put out that Jaden Smith shoe. The the the, the Jaden Smith original silhouette. That is true, that is true. So you got those two parties. How did what did you think about that shoe? By the way, what did you think about the, the marketing? Yeah, everything that led up to it. Did that only come from Jaden Smith? That was a like, disappointed sigh yeah. right there. Was that just because he put the uppers on like a Louis Vuitton like shoe? Is is that why he got that collab? Like what? Look, I like the purple joint. I think the purple pair is pretty dope. I I would rock the purple pair. Um, 
I just don't think I've ever bought into the Jaden Smith hype. Like, I feel like you either love or hate Jaden Smith. And, I, and you know what? I guess that's wrong, too, because I don't really have a problem with Jaden Smith, per se. Uh, I just, I've, I've never bought into this hype where people act like, you know, he's this new voice of the of the generation or something or and like he's like so influential like I don't see it I don't understand it uh however I will say when he did that one set at Coachella where he was like on top of the Tesla and it was floating or whatever that was that was super cool that was something I've never seen but besides that I don't I don't know I don't want to like hate on this guy Mm -hmm. or anything but is that a byproduct of our generation like, we just don't understand him. Like, I don't get him, bro. Like, no, I don't it? think so. No? I don't, I don't think that's it. Is he in our I generation? Don't I, I don't, again, I don't he's, follow he's, that stuff. He's pretty old. Like, I'd, I'd say, I'd say he's like, I'd say he's around my age, probably like 21. Really? Or something. I'm yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm only 24. Uh, but, like, yeah, he, I think he's like 22. He's maybe. 22, yeah. Know. He's gotta be, he's gotta be so. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. Maybe maybe subconsciously I'm thinking of him when he was a kid and he was just tweeting all this dumb shit that made no sense. <laughs> and and <laughs> and maybe that's it. But I don't know. I can't ju- I can't hop on this Jaden Smith hype train. I feel like it's also such a ridiculous deviation away from like the New Balance brand. Ethos. Like yeah, their ethos. They never put out a sneaker like that ever. Their their whole thing has always been product. Really, what I love so so yeah, what I love so much about the 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 Mars Yard is that it blends those two things. It's like you can go work out in the sneaker, but you can also wear it to go to the club. You can go to the bar in it, or you know, go to on a date in the in a New Balance nine ninety nine nine two nine nine seven nine nine eight. Like it it doesn't matter what silhouette it is. Every single New Balance looks good on foot. Um. But yeah, for them, I don't know. I I know that they're really trying to cater to a younger market and I don't think they're doing a bad job of it. But if we're going to talk about pandering, I think that that is pandering. Okay. Wow. What do you guys think? Darius? I mean, I literally just searched up the shoe. (laughs) I have no idea that it even existed. (laughs) All good. We learn things every day. I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion on this New Balance and Jaden Smith thing. I think what's really cool, though, is Jaden exists in, like, this fashion world and this sort of bubble where no one really has bad stuff to say about him, but no one also really has really good stuff to say about him. Like, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, Jaden's, like, now wearing the face of women's Louis Vuitton ready-to-wear. Okay. And then now Jaden's releasing, like, a New Balance shoe. It's like, okay. (laughs) I think it's good and bad because it's good. Like, he gets to do all these things and see how, like, how he can interpret certain things or how he can challenge what brands have done in the past. You know, the first, he's the face, he is the face of, like, women's ready-to-wear for Louis Vuitton. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, unheard of. Now he's doing this New Balancing where they've never done like this purely lifestyle shoe before. I think it's okay. Um, again, like not a strong opinion on Jaden. Okay. I, 
in okay, product aside, business now. Who I don't want to call him out because I think he's he's amazing at his job. Who 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 heads the collaborations and strategic partnerships over at New Balance? He's a really cool guy. Um, but that one just felt out of line with the brand. And so when I saw it, when I saw the marketing behind it, I really didn't pay that much attention to it. I saw the colors. I'm like, great. But I always looked at New Balance as, hey, we're the first to create a hundred dollar shoe. Hey. We're not going to spend any money on like influencer marketing. If you know, you know, you know the quality, our end cap technology, like all that stuff, right? So, so when that shoe came out, I'm just kind of like, huh, is that where it's going now? Because we saw the the, the, the Kith stuff. You saw like all these people kind of vouch for New Balance. Uh, you started to see New Balance collaborations. And then the Jaden one was just, oh, is that where we're going now? Is that how 2025 is going to be kind of thing? So that that's kind of my take on it. No no hard feelings for Jaden, but it's just as the brand New Balance, is that where we're going? Is that what I'm going to start seeing out of the brand? Yeah, like for it. And I guess this is a little bit of a gatekeeper uh, mentality on, on my part is I love New Balance because in 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 small part not not the majority of it but in small part because a lot of people don't fuck with new balance like a lot of people aren't out here going oh i love these shoes like oh i love the 1500 like you know what i mean like uh, obviously there's people in certain circles and especially when collaborations come out people are more prone to to care about new balance in that sense but you know it it's always felt like the most wide open secret in in the shoe game is is that New Balance makes cool sneakers and that if you know what you're looking for, you're going to find a cool New Balance sneaker. Um, I feel like especially they do such a good job of that in the sense where you go to a retailer like The Bay or um, Little Burgundy or something like that and they have like, I what shoe is it? Is it the 574? Is that the New Balance that's like everywhere all the time? Is it the five seven four? Yep. People don't really like that sneaker that much, so they write off New Balance. Oh, I mean, like I'm sure it sells yeah. well, but I'm just saying in terms of like, in terms of the know, general like, public it being like a cool it, the general public, yeah, like a cool sneaker. Like a lot of people, you know, if you walk into a little Burgundy and they have all these, they'll other get the options, Cortez. Like they'll get the Cortez over the New Balance. They'll get the Cortez. They'll get a pair of Chucks. They'll get whatever, but they're they're not really gonna spring for the five seventy four every time. And that has done such a good job of of really keeping it that, you know what I mean, that wide open secret for, for me as a New Balance fan is that people see this sneaker and they're just like, New Balance is trash. I'm like, yeah, cool. Keep on thinking that. That's fine. Like, I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need you dipping into my stock yeah. at all. Like, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, I don't need you to, to get the Casablancas to sell out and I can't even cop, you know. I'm just bitter. I'm win. bitter about that. Uh, I wanted to cop for for my for a partner, but no, I did not get it in a smaller size. I don't really understand that sneaker. The Casablancas. I don't think I get it. Yeah, I don't think I get it. Like I don't think I get the hype behind it. At least, like I, I'm not like a huge fan of the silhouette. Okay. Um, but it seems like it just people are crazy about it. All right, so I'm gonna jump in. So. The Casablancas, I'll be honest, uh, I didn't know about the, the brand um, beforehand and their aesthetics. 
but when the shoe came out to really launch the three twenty uh, sevens, I was like, "Hey, these are pretty neat." Not sure if it's for me, the the green and and like the orange, but then it kind of grew on me. And I think I look at it as just in terms of materials and fabrics. I'm like, this this is really nice. Like it's a good shoe for a good price. I will say this for 2020, the, my silhouette of the year is the 327s. I love the silhouette when he came Whoa. out. It's my silhouette of the year. Not in terms of comfort, but in terms of silhouette. Because you're borrowing wow. design cues from mid-70s to 80s runners, right? You have the design cue of kind of like the, the waffle tread. And then you got this really, like from the top down, you have this really dramatic view um, of, of the sides and how they kind of flare out. And, but it's skinny towards like uh, the, the center of your foot. I don't know my anatomy um, for, for feet, so... I did describe it that well, but there's just something about it that, for me, is a good modern take on a 70s runner. And I, I own Daybreaks, I own Tailwinds, and all that stuff. But something about the view from the top down, how it's so drastically different than the, uh, the I guess they say, the lateral or the meal side, you know, of the shoe. Then it's just yeah. like, it's it, it's classic from that regards, but from other angles, it's like, what the fuck is this? And I kind of like the, what the fuck am I looking <laughs> Contemporary, at? Contemporary, yeah. Yeah, I like that. What the fuck is this? Especially uh, with the, like, it has, like, the stripe down, like, the middle of the toe box, right? Like, it kind of has, like, that, that stripe, um, which is just, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like when I see it from, like, the side profile, yeah. I hate the shoe. But then when I see it on foot, I'm like, this shoe isn't that bad. Yeah, I'm like, this shoe isn't that bad. Um, I'm still, I'm definitely still not crazy about it. Mm -hmm. But I hate, like, I hate it, and I, it's one of those sneakers that I hate seeing pictures of. But then when I see it on foot, I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, same thing with another sneaker that i felt that way about and it dropped like i think last year would would be when it dropped but when kim jones did his nike lab sneaker terrible terrible sneaker in photos i've seen it on foot unbelievable really like it's a really good looking shoe on foot not with shorts you'd have to be an idiot to wear it with shorts but if you wear it with pants like some stacked denim dope shoe huh really dope shoe like i i like i i don't know what it is about it that i like so much but the air max 360 right you have to i have to remind myself what this is i believe it's like an air max sole yeah it's yeah like three i liked yeah. all the exposed air units i'm not gonna lie i love that speaking on collabs actually yes um because i was just thinking about this uh earlier this week Alexander Wang um, has done these Adidas collabs quite a few times now, and uh, especially during Black Friday sales, obviously, you know, I'm a product head, so I'm going to I'm gonna go and I'm going to comb through sales. They're still trying to move Alexander Wang Adidas stuff from, like, two years ago. Two or three years ago, yeah. Dude, like, I, where did it go wrong? Where did it go wrong? Because I like that basketball sneaker. Like I think it's cool, but like where did it go wrong? Like I I don't I don't understand. Like when you have like such a powerhouse name like Alexander Wang, like how does that stuff not 
you know, completely just send the market haywire. Like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Do you want to educate our I listeners about because I, I don't know too much yes. about it. So before yeah. you guys kind of dive into it, tell me about it. I've seen it at the SN sales, but the story, why why was it so hyped or, you know, and kind of, kind of walk us through? Well, that's the thing is, I guess I, I don't know all that much about the marketing of the product um, when it came to that. But, you know, I've just, I've seen it so many times that it's not like they didn't push it with like influencers. Like Alexander Wang is friends with, every supermodel on the planet like they were all wearing this stuff they were wearing like the jacket or they were wearing like uh, i know they did a sneaker that looked kind of like a balenciaga speed trainer with the upside down adidas logo embroidered on the side um and you know like they they did like in a like an alexander wang like basketball sneaker type beat with um with like the boost in the sole and it almost had like um, the soul kind of reminded me of what you would see on like the Puma, like yeah. the Rihanna stuff, like the Creeper. Yeah. It's and, pretty thick. Yeah. It's like a thick soul. And I thought it was like, it was well done. I, I, I had no problems with the product. Um, I thought that it was very relevant. Um, at the time. And, and, and yeah, very relevant at the time, like very timely in terms of design. And I just, I don't know. Like I'm scr- like I scratch my head every single time there's a sale because it's it's they're still trying to clear the stock. Like I it's Alexander Wang. Like you know like like does is is this indicative of Alexander Wang or is this indicative of Adidas or is it indicative of the fact that these two brands just don't mesh together? I think it's indicative of uh Alexander Wang because if you think about a general consumer, right? What in Alexander Wang sells? Tell me, guys. What what sells in Alexander? A lot Wang? of like. I feel like they sell a lot of accessories. I feel like their yeah. accessories do pretty well. Like I know um, when they did, like the tights with the AW and stuff. I know like, yeah. a lot yeah, of exactly. girls that ended up buying those. Um, I feel like they do decently well in terms of like outerwear. I feel like I've I've seen I've seen at least the consumer that can afford that product wear it a lot. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, I just But like but, a lot of people who aren't like strictly Alexander Wang New York customers, right? That customer is going to be an Alexander Wang customer no matter regardless of what he does. Mm-hmm. But someone who dabbles in his brand and his product typically buys a few things. His boots with that with the heel. Yep. His Gabby bag with like the studs. Yep. And then all his logo stuff that's like AW on on all the mm-hmm. on the piping and like the uh, the Uniqlo thermal wear with like the AW stuff. That was nice. But, and like and then with the uh, AW Adidas collab, all the clothing sold out because it looked like branded like Alexander it, like Wang AW, stuff, yeah. right? But the shoes didn't have that except for the um the sock one that was like okay, it was relatively cheap for like, and it was also an, it was just a no brainer alternative to the to the speed train. exactly exactly. But everything else was like five hundred dollars, four hundred dollars retail, and at the time that was really really high. So now that when you discount it to like half off or like seventy percent off, and it's like one something, two something, but now it's old. Like no one wants it. So the product is good. You're, I totally agree. It looked great, but didn't mesh with like. Adidas buyers because it's priced pretty high and it didn't mesh with Alexander Wang buyers because they don't care 
Like the, the a, true Alexander Wang customer mm. doesn't care. Because they'll That's buy directly point. from, really from his, you know, his line sheet for, for that season, right? Exactly. And also they don't care for like a sneaker, really. Like, they, yeah. like nobody really cares if Alexander Wang makes a sneaker. Like if you're one of his, you know, like actual in-line customers, you don't, you don't give a shit if he puts out a sneaker because you're, you're not going to Alexander Wang for sneakers in the first place. Exactly. And if you are, you're buying his mainline stuff. Or yeah. you buy like, or like the the percentage of people who are buying his stuff, who bought the Adidas stuff, is gonna be so little compared to the actual amount of stock sure. produced. It's gonna be irrelevant. Uh, now that we're on the topic of just like kind of weird collabs, I guess. Um, even though I again, I don't think that one's that weird, but um, I saw a few weird ones this week. I don't know when this first one came out, but I saw on end. I was just you know going through product. And uh, there was a Rowing Blazers collab. Oh, oh here's that. With, with Babar. Um, I didn't even know that that was a thing outside of Canada. Like, I thought it was like a YTV exclusive <laughs> show or something. Mm-hmm. But Babar was essentially, for those of you that don't know, it was this cartoon um, that would come on at around 2.30 every afternoon. Um, and it was, it was on right before, uh, Fairly Odd Parents, which pissed me off more than you could possibly understand. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just like, it's just a very odd collab. Um, it looked cool. It looked, it looks really cool. Like I would buy it. I don't know if I would buy it at the price tag. I feel like the rugby that I was looking at was maybe like 249 or 269, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but very odd, very odd collab choice. Do you know anything about this, Ed? Or I know that you're you're a Rowing Blazers guy, right? <laughs> I I love the brand. I love what they do. Uh, I love the store. I've been into it a couple times, uh, but I what I didn't know about this collab, and so I'm looking at it right now, and it feels really Rowing Blazers in the sense that they're just about having fun. I mean, Jack started it not to be very serious. It was just, hey, like, this is what I wore when I was rowing. I created the book, I think, with Polo. Was it with Polo? Ralph Lauren? Um, or, like, they co-signed it as a brand. Zero of them or, or Tommy. I, I, I forgot. But this just feels really fun to them, right? They they pick a, a icon. They put it on some garments um, that, they're, that their, uh, you know, audience could resonate with. Would I buy any of this? No. The only Rolling Blazers items that I would buy would actually be their blazers. Like their blazers are constructed, um, like they're they are amazing. They're crafted in New York. I remember being at a store after hours, and then literally people coming in saying, "Hey, just finished these these five blazers. Here you go. I'll see you tomorrow." Right? Like the like the blazers are amazing. I can never afford one. Damn, those are expensive. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, send, send some over. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. But what? But if you look at it objectively, it does feel a little whack. If if you don't know the brand and you're just like, what is this doing on here? How does this even like play in? It could be someone on the team that is just a, was just a huge Babar fan. I had no input in this. Okay. <laughs> but, but I think someone just probably really, really loved it, brought it to, to Jack's attention. And uh, I, I forgot the person who runs their production, but maybe that's it. But it's playful. It's rolling blazers. 
the colors are very rolling blazers and um and yeah that's it but it doesn't go any it doesn't go any further that's a that's a that's an issue yeah. too right it doesn't go any further it doesn't elevate the product it doesn't elevate bad bar in any way it's just hey here's this collab yeah it's just a collab for the sake of being a collab yeah. not I, ronnie fight at all who... come on <laughs> <laughs> spongebob hey Look, there's there's a few people I'm never gonna disclose on this podcast. I got I got I have no smoke for Ronnie. Five. I got no like, smoke I, either. I got no smoke. Got no We're smoke good. We are good. Ronnie I, and I. I literally I you know what I mean I I wouldn't I wouldn't be on this podcast if it weren't for Ronnie Fag. Oh, I mean obviously I wouldn't be on this podcast if it weren't for Ed, you, <laughs> you and Darius. Ed, but, but like legitimately, I wouldn't be on this podcast if it weren't for Ronnie Fag. Like he. Man, like, I I remember being, like, 16, 15, like, really just started getting into sneakers. And, you know, I would go and save up all my money, and then I would go buy, like, the hottest sneaker. Like, I'd go line up. Like, I would get up. My parents thought I was crazy, but I was, like, 16, working at a golf course, um, you know, for student minimum wage. Not even minimum wage, student minimum wage, which is, like, significantly less. <laughs> And so, yeah, I'm getting paid student minimum wage and like working for tips and stuff. And um, Vaughn Mills was still getting Jordan releases at that time. So I would go work like part time or, you know, maybe working during the summer, maybe like 28 hours a week or something like that. And I would take like 70 percent of my paycheck and wake up at 530 in the morning and hop the wall and like just walk to Vaughn Mills. My parents thought I was nuts. And um, yeah, so I would get these sneakers, but the issue was I was shopping at Blue Notes. So like I literally, <laughs> so I had no swag. Like I had the sneaker, but I didn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. So I remember when I finally like came across Kith one day because I was looking for, I was, I was just looking for pants. I was like, I need pants that aren't the Mercer you know, pants? H&M or whatever. And I came across the Mercer pant, and I'll never forget. Fucking amazing. Like, the feeling, so good. The feeling that seeing the Mercer pant for the first time gave me is what drives me to still want to be in this industry today. Wow. Like, I, I'll, I'll never forget it because I was like, oh, this is like – it's like something that somebody would wear in the military. But, like, it's athletic? I was like, this is yeah. weird. Like, I've never seen – like, I've never seen a jogger in my life. Up until that point. Like, that is nuts. Like, think about how many joggers you have seen in the last 10 years. Yeah. Like, he brought it to the forefront. Like, that's nuts. Like, that's yeah. crazy. At but the yeah, finals, I, Ronnie Feig and, like, John Elliott. Yes. Joggers everywhere. Yes. Look, Mikey. John Elliott if, doesn't if, get enough credit. If, if one day I could help you make it happen through a phone call, I would, I would love to. I Yo, Ed. Honestly, I have no hate. If, if Again, did... I have no hate with Ronnie Feig. I really don't. He, he's amazing. I love his passion. He's super nitpicky, just like just like Teddy. Um, but that's what I love about creatives. That's what I love about people in the industry. My comment was just every fashion memes page. Kith is just gonna collaborate with Mother Earth. That's <laughs> it. I have no smoke. <laughs> I was yeah. That, that's what I was about to say. Is like I won't disparage him, but at the end of the day, like. Those memes are hilarious, man. So <laughs> Those memes are so funny because it's like, 
But because you know he's so passionate about he the product, is. like he is so passionate about what he's doing, like he's not faking this, and like that. I think that's that's what what the biggest issue is with people is that people think that Ronnie Feig is doing this and he doesn't actually like care the no, way he says he, he cares. But cares. every single thing he does, like he pours his soul into every collaboration. Like he yeah. loves whatever product he's collabing with, or else he's just not going to do it. Let me let me speak on this. So there's a there's a Twill applique. On this guy, okay, it's like a double tackle uh, tackle twill applique. It originally was going to be a chenille, right? And it was it was going to have like the the uh, the city direct embroidered onto that chenille patch. And I remember that call. Like he was just like the way the, the stitch the the tape is made on the R is just not right. I we if we can't improve it, we're dropping it and we'll think of a new solution. And I'm just like. Damn, number one, he's crazy. But when you're that particular and you're that meticulous, that is where that's where you get people's respect, and that's where you get everyone else. Like they might not notice these things, but because he cares about it, when you get it in hand, when you when you wear it, you're just like, oh, this is really nice. And I think that's that's really his job, right? His job isn't to be like you pick it up. Whoa, look at this paneling. Look at this like you know burrow your patch patchwork on there. No, you want to pick it up, be like, hey, this is nice. Every great designer, visual, whatever, is if you can somehow, excuse me, when somehow you know turn your vision, turn your art into and distill it, and not have someone really think too hard and just enjoy it for what it is, you've done your job. There are exceptions, but when you can do that, you have done your job. What did you guys think about um, not just the actual visual look of the palette collab? I think the palette collab with, for the A6 anniversary was top notch. I, th- I feel like it's it's some of the best work they've ever put out at Kip. Um, but the fact that they put out so many fucking colorways, so I don't know if this is by design, but and of course there's resale on all these sneakers, but you know if if they had made one colorway for the anniversary that shit would have skyrocketed because all the colors look good. But meanwhile, they were like, no, let's put out 30 pairs. And then people, like, the market won't know which one is the best. Mm-hmm. There is no best because it's it's all it's all up to the consumer to decide who's the, which one's the best. And nobody's going to agree on it because there's 30 fucking pairs. So, like, how do you feel about not just the collab and and, and the way that it was executed, but also... The fact that there were so many colorways and and uh, you know that it it kind of killed resale. Not killed resale. There is resale on every single pair, but instead of resale being fifteen hundred dollars, it's it's like it's it's affordable resale. Like you can get a pair for you know four fifty five hundred bucks on StockX. You know it's still expensive, but it's it's attainable for most people. That I think it's great. I think it's great. I really liked it because. And I don't, I really hope that when someone makes a collaboration or a product like this, that they know it's going to do well. Like, you know, it will do well and it's not going to be a reoccurring product and you don't really need to worry about stuff like that. I hope that they don't think this shoe in this colorway will have X resale. Like that's our target. They just want to put out a fantastic product. For sure, how do you feel, Ed? 
as a concept, I loved it. As you know, my my background is art. Like the the whole concept behind it, his execution, the video, having you know, it was well shot, well lit. You had all the pairs on the wall, amazing. Um, similar to Darius's point, uh, in terms of this collection and this program, it's not about the resale. I think this is like was really artistic for for Ronnie. Right, and that, and I I loved it from from that point of view. I didn't even try to to get the pairs, so I'm all for this collection. The funny thing, if we want to talk about the, uh, and I joked about this with another uh, follower of the, the the account, he like DM'd me and he showed me the images, the hoodies. So the hoodies come in like various colorways. As someone in the industry, it, what it really looks like to me is, all right, we're gonna do one dye lot. After we're done dyeing the first batch, <laughs> throw the other one in. Don't put in more dye. Don't put in more chemicals. Just keep running it until we run out of dye. That's literally what like it looked like in my eyes, <laughs> which I think is is funny if uh, if uh, that's how they achieved it. But but that, that's just a little thing that I wanted to share. Like when I looked at those hoodies, I'm like, think about how yeah, how sick would it be if someone actually did that? I would do that. Because I think Visdom did it with, like, indigo dye. It's just, like, everyone's going to be different. Sometimes you're going to get a weaker one because it's the end of the batch. I think it's sick. Hey, we should do it, okay? We should we should totally do it. We know the dye houses here. I I definitely think that it was, like, all artistic for them and, and everybody on the team over there. And shout out to Kit. They, they killed it. Um, but I guess seeing the fact that you know, with so many different colorways, it was resellers were essentially incapable of targeting one colorway and being like, "Oh, this is going to be the colorway that's going to sell, that's going to make me a thousand dollars." Do you guys think that other brands should follow suit in the future in terms of dropping, maybe not thirty, but you know, seven colorways one day or eleven colorways one day? Like if Nike did that with the Jordan One, would and still had, you know, somewhat limited stock. Like, I'm not saying they have to make, you know, 100,000 pairs of each colorway. I'm just saying, you know, like, let's say, uh, let's say Nike had seven Jordan 1 colorways. And they were going to release them all on the same day. And the stock on each was 20K or 15K. Do you, or, yeah, let's go with 20. Like, do you think that that is, for one, a viable uh, thing for for Nike to do, considering how much they would probably have to overwork designers on that. Um, two, do you think that it would oversaturate the the brand image, not just for Nike, but obviously for the Jordan One uh, or whatever silhouette they decided to do it on. Um, and three, how do I? I don't even know how to word this. You know what? Let, let's stick with those two, and, I, and I'll and I'll try to figure out how to word this. I think it wouldn't work. Why is that? Because fundamentally, it's a different product, right? I mean, like, it's a different release, like, strategy. And there's a, it's a different product strategy here. Because the palette collab with the Asics shoes, that shoe in the not collaboration form is not a hot shoe. Like, people aren't <laughs> killing themselves over it. You know, it's like it's like the New Balance it's thing true. and the, the A six like 
people don't wake up and like think you know what man i'm one day i'm really going to get a pair of onasuka tigers like people don't <laughs> think that you know but we we get a lot of kids and like a lot of people who think like you know what i'm going to save up my paychecks and get a jordan 1 or like a jordan 2 or 3 or 4 so if jordan were to do something like that and release like 10 colorways at the same time it wouldn't work because they have so many colorways that are already hot and they yeah, did they've tried one. stuff like this before because they've tried it with the um the Gatorades when they came out with like three colors at the same time but those sucked those sucked yeah, but, i'm talking but about like, good colorways but like conceptually it's the same thing yes conceptually or, it is the same thing or like okay if we go back we time skip like those back those were hot trash th- those were no good but if we go back 3 years right or like 2 years when the black friday yeezy 2 release with the three colorways all at once Sort of worked. It sort of worked. It sort of calmed down the resale a little bit, and then it jumped up. I mean, resale on those was like I remember at the time it was maybe like seven, seven fifty, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And like at the time, Belugas was like a thousand, right? They were like a thousand, like twelve hundred, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it totally worked. Belugas are still going strong, which is like oh, Belugas are super a, strong. Kind of a shock to me. Like I did not know that Belugas were like that. Like I would. You know, I was I was talking to guys in my cook group, and they're like, "Oh, like belugas are dropping again." And I'm like, "Who gives this shit?" And they're like, "Have you seen the prices on belugas?" And I was like, "No, I just thought price. that they plummeted. I just yeah. thought that they would plummet. I just thought all the three fifty, um, but you oh, know, besides man. the B ones, kind of kind of plummeted." I had thoughts on the A six, on uh, on if that no. would work. Yeah, yeah, would that price. work for for Nike? No. I, I have to agree with, with, with Darius. It, it is a totally different demographic, totally different um, product as well. Think about the Kith consumer and think about the average Jordan 1 consumer. To me, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, to well, me, at Typical least. Jordan 1 consumer is a reseller. <laughs> I would say that... Okay, but in terms of like the actual end consumer, the person that's yeah. wearing the shoe... I would say that if you are like actually into ASICs, I don't. I don't think that you should label it as Kith. I think you should label it as as ASICs. As ASICs. Even yeah, I think you should label it as ASICs. Um, obviously, like the team at Kith is what really brought that collab together. But I think you should label it as ASICs just for the purpose of the argument. But an ASICs consumer is they don't care about what people are going to say when they when they see them walking in Yorkdale wearing a gel light 3 or a gel light 5 or a gel my or whatever yeah. it is but a lot of the time and I'm not saying that there aren't people that wear Jordan ones that truly love the shoe and just love the way it looks but a lot of the time let's be honest if you're wearing a Jordan 1 there's a chance that you're one of those people that's like I really hope somebody comments on my Jordan 1 today <laughs> you know, like you can, yeah. you can't, you can't wear a pair of gel, you can't wear a pair of gel light threes and be like, oh, I hope, I someone, hope somebody yeah. really, yeah, you know, <laughs> like that's not something you can do. So yeah. I, I guess you, I guess it is right in terms of demographic. Yeah, I mean, th- th- you brought it up perfectly. I think the, and I'm sorry to generalize, but most of the people that hit on Jordan ones nowadays, right? They might be a little younger, and they're still trying to discover things. They're still trying to, like, hey, I want to get compliments. I want people to, like, notice me, right? But the Gel 8.3s are like, yo, I've done that. These are super comfortable. This is what I'm going to roll with. And then there's, like, that subculture and that subgroup that really appreciates Gel 8.3s. Right. Yeah. 
I think it's, it's like Saucony, Asics, New Balance, all together. On it, on it. Of, and, uh, Yo, Hoka's shout love. out Hoka. Shout love. out Hoka. Shout out Hoka. Man, honestly, I've, I'm trying to put everybody and their mom on Hoka One One. If there's any brand in the sneaker game right now that deserves more credit yes. than they're getting, yes. it's Hoka One One. Either them um, or Solomon. Solomon. Well, they, they, they oh. I think they're targeting Solomon's tech big, really though. well. Solomon's yeah. big. They're targeting yeah, like yeah, tech yeah. wear really well. Mass consumer, you know, they're, they're going to get there. They will get there. But, but Hoka, Solomon's had that, had that BBS collaboration forever. Yeah. yeah and they're, they're sick. Yeah, they're so sick. They're actually so sick. But Hoka, I don't know how the hell they've done it. I don't know how they've created this following. I don't know how in 2020 you start a sneaker brand and get people to give a shit, but they have done an unbelievable job. Like for real. Like I the, whoever is on their marketing team, you're a genius. You're a genius. Like I I want to kiss you on the forehead. You're unbelievable. <laughs> like you're you're <laughs> It's incredible. It's it like have, incredible. have we ever seen a, a a small brand blow up in the sneaker game this quick? Like, no, not at all. Unless it was started by an influencer, and it's basically ripping off a shoe. Sorry, Ian Connor. Um, <laughs> 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 that's that's the only situation in which like we've seen somebody you know yes, what I mean gain, like have this meteoric rise. But in terms of like who who in the world would have been like. Oh, you know what the be- the next big athletic sneaker brand is gonna be? And it's like what? Oh, a brand out of Hawaii. No one, no one would have thought. Globalization—that's what happens when you democratize, you know, certain industries. You get cool shit like this, but you also get a lot of garbage, like what you just said. You do get. A lot of garbage. <laughs> yeah, no, we get, we definitely get a lot of garbage. <laughs> yeah, for for those that haven't p- been able to pick up a pair. Um, I definitely think you should. The Essence sale is happening right now. We just finished. Oh, good segue. We just kind of fit. We finished um, this past weekend, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. I want to ask you guys, you guys cop anything? I'll start with you, Darius. I bought nothing. I bought nothing. Not a damn thing. Hold on. Just, I literally just Googled Hoka One One. Just because I was just like, I just wanted to see um, the Bondi, like Mm -hmm. the five or whatever. They're a French sneaker brand? Everybody's told me that they're like out of Hawaii. Like every single time I've ever had this conversation, I have like said with all certainty that they're out of Hawaii. But I'm looking at their Wikipedia right now, and it says Hoka One One is an athletic shoe company originating in France that designs and markets running shoes. Originates in France. I always thought that they were a Hawaiian brand. That's what everybody told me. Like when when I first heard about Hoka, like, somebody was like, "Oh, it's a brand out of Hawaii," and I just like took that as fact. <laughs> this is like one of those things where someone gets an idea and like it just takes over their mind. It- like when you ask someone, "Where is Montclair from? Where is their? Where are they from? Like, where is the brand originated originally from?" I think I that may like, have camp- come from the name because it does yeah. from cause from a Polynesian you know language. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Exactly. So it comes from a different language. So like similar story. Montclair sounds French. It's Italian brand. Just like Hagen does, huh. marketing exactly. Wow, that's so interesting. I literally took that as fact. Sorry, Hoka One One. I mean, 
It's all good. Vie, Don't yes. smite us. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> we can, maybe we can get some Hoka One Onois on his feet so that he can really experience the French, experience, Yo. you know, all that. Hoka One One, hit me up. You know, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take the Clifton, I'll take the Bondi. You can send me whatever you want. I'll, I'll, I'll eat a baguette or whatever. <laughs> whatever, 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 you know, I just like, I guess you'll put me cargo, on my you know? athletic. <laughs> yeah, I'll eat strictly French food for the rest of my life. If you, if you send me a pair of sneakers, please. Oh gosh! So um, Darius, you, you, did you get nothing. anything for Black Friday? I got nothing. I got nothing. Anything for Cyber? Like not even like it doesn't have to be fashion. Like a computer, nothing. New new car, new rims. No, nothing. Nothing. Wow, Mikey. Um, Black Friday. So I was telling you guys this story earlier, but I guess I might as well tell the anecdote now. Um, basically, so it's Black Friday morning. I wasn't planning on getting anything. Um, my dad is like every marketing team's dream consumer in the sense that if you tell him that he can walk, basically there's three criteria for him to cop something. One, you have to tell him he can either get it in store or on Amazon. Two, uh, you have to tell him that it's on discount. And three, you have to tell him that it's in some way, shape or form limited. If though, if the, if, even if those three things aren't even true and you tell them, <laughs> it's, it's on. So I wake up at 7.30 on, on Black Friday morning. Uh, I go downstairs to make a coffee. CP24 is on the TV. My dad gets up pretty early. Um, so he was up earlier than me. I'm watching CP24. I'm drinking my coffee. And they have this segment about people lining up at Walmart. And, my, and to preface this, my dad is not a lineup kind of guy, so... I'll just say that. Anyways, so I'm drinking my coffee and I'm like, wow, what a bunch of idiots. Like, who would even line up? Like, it's so stupid. Like, who wants to shop in store, especially during during Corona, right? So, <laughs> uh, they interview or they, they're showing a bunch of people hauling TVs out of the store. And then they interview one guy uh, and he has an air fryer. And keep in mind, my dad is now like in love with the air fryer because he can't believe how crispy the fries are or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, this guy comes home half an hour later, three TVs, three air fryers. We have two air fryers at home. Wow. We have five air fryers in our <laughs> possession. You can so I didn't cop anything, but I mean, my dad cop. Yeah. <laughs> we just Make Mikey. Yeah, Mikey's. Make Mikey. But no, my dad caught me a TV, which was pretty cool. He did get it on like a crazy discount. I can't lie, but kind of unnecessary. I'm not going to lie. Kind of an unnecessary purchase. But yeah, like I said, uh, marketing teams, if you want to swindle my dad in some way, shape or form, just hit those three marks and you can honestly sell this guy a nuclear warhead if you want to. You, you, you get me at deals because I've I've caught myself adding stuff to my cart just because I'm like, it's 60% off. (laughs) <laughs> it's quite, like you know this is a good deal and then i'm like wait do i really need this and i'm just like no so not nothing for cyber monday I, I did cop some stuff this weekend but it wasn't on sale okay um i got on saturday i hit on the uh jordan four fire reds yes um but it wasn't my size i did it was a gs size <laughs> and ever since then i've been trying to figure out how i'm gonna get rid of them 
and I'm an idiot because literally all day yesterday, StockX sent me like seven or eight emails about how seller fees are 50% off for the day. Should have sold them. And no, I was literally sitting, I was sitting at home like, how am I going to get rid of these? Like, oh my God, I got to move these. Like, I got to move these. Yeah. And I woke up this morning and I'm like, yo, I had eight separate chances <laughs> to move these sneakers <laughs> yesterday. And I didn't do it. And then on, on Monday, I guess I hit on the uh, the Jordan 1 uh, black and nice. metallic gold. Nice. Which, uh, and which also, boutique? Also not my size. What was that? Which boutique? Are you able to share that? Hey, man. Dude, okay, 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 okay. No boutiques. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't be saying. No, that, no, I'm no, not trying nothing. to get my orders. Nothing. I'm not trying to get yeah. my orders clipped for the rest of eternity. No worries. You know? Off, off, off camera, off camera. <laughs> you can, you can share that. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Um, no, I haven't been buying did, anything for anything like long time. Did you end up copying anything, Ed? Uh, zero. Zero. Nice. Uh, I mean, I didn't make those posts for no reason on my on my IG, right? It was, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, and it's also targeted to like those people that keep, you know, showing off what they bought with with like fast fashion stuff. Just a little jab, but yeah, nothing, oh nothing really appealed to Yo, me. Ed, Ed is Ed is fired shots at one person two separate times in the last hour. Papa, papa. <laughs> Ed's, Ed's gonna have to square up with this person pretty soon. I'm not gonna. I, I am ready, but yeah, I mean, look, there are a lot of things that I wanted. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Come on, come on. I'm not. I'm not tied to my opinions and my beliefs. That could change. We could be friends okay. afterwards, Miss Miss uh, Zara, Mister Zara, Miss Zara. This, this this is this is a little scummy for me. Um, oh, I don't know if this is a little scummy. I guess I gotta ask you guys. So. Every single time that I have to sign into my online banking, I don't feel like taking my card out of my wallet, especially with Corona. And I know it's been touching all this stuff and whatever. Um, but I have my autofill. So um, there's one there's one retailer in particular that I've just done this with a hundred times with like different products every time, basically. But like I'll, I'll add something to cart on this. I'm not going to say what retailer it is, but like yeah. I add something to cart and it's like a smaller retailer. Like I should, I probably should be doing this with like a big company, but I'm not, but I literally, I add something to cart and then I like autofill my stuff so I can see my card number or whatever. And then I like copy and paste it into like my online banking or whatever. And then <laughs> I abandon the cart. I've abandoned a cart on this uh-huh. website 25 times at least. Oh no. They must be so pissed. Like when I actually end up ordering something from them, they're like they're, they're just they're just they're not gonna, gonna send it to me. No, they're gonna pop a champagne. It's like finally a conversion. You know, you know what I thought you were <laughs> gonna say. Un- I thought you were gonna wait for those what? abandoned carts discounts because you want ten percent off your your order. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a little. You're a little bit of a dick for that. Man, but you guys I, ever I thought- in on one of those? I've, no. I've never once cashed in on one of those. 10% is too Honestly, little for I me. thought you were going to say that you do chargebacks on them. <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like, oh, yeah, I bought this pair of Stone Island cargos, and then I charged them back. <laughs> like, like, damn. Poor place. Yeah, I should probably be doing this with, like, a bigger retailer that doesn't care. I should, like, do it with, like, Best Buy or something. Like, I, I it's a clothing retailer. I'm a dick. I'm an asshole. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> It's actually small clothing retailers with no margins, yeah. man. Come on. Yeah, scraping to get by, Mikey. Scraping to get by. 
I don't know why I keep doing it to them specifically. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't want to mess with them or anything, but I don't know. It, it's it's because they're a Shopify site. So I like the look of the cart. So, <laughs> so I just... Oh my goodness. I like the layout. I like the layout of the checkout. Oh man. Yeah. And he does gonna... it for only the newest season stuff, so they're like, yes. <laughs> no, it's always it's always something on sale or something that I would never buy. Because I, I, I get too scared. Because if it's something that I would actually want, I feel like I'm just gonna keep on coming back to that one thing and then eventually I'm gonna check it out and then I'm gonna just completely regret it. Yeah, so so I always do it with something it's like it's like a candle or like yeah. <laughs> or like a really ugly pair of pants or something. Damn. You should uh like what I have on, on my card is I just have my thumb. Like it, it reads my it reads my fingerprint. I don't. Have I don't. Sh- I don't shop on my phone. I only do it on my computer. Oh, I was gonna no for online banking. I don't shop online. Online banking. Oh yeah, but like sometimes I need to because I don't know. Sometimes my e statements on my phone are like messed up and stuff. So like I had to check my e statement. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. Like this this happened today too. I was on the phone with my with my bank, but um yeah like my e statements are just like messed up like they just like i'll click the the month and then it'll just be the wrong month <laughs> and then i just like can't find my e statement for the corresponding month so i'm just like okay guys i gotta do this on my computer so every single time i have to do it on the computer whatever I'm bank that is retailing. you gotta get your stuff together also did anyone just catch what darius just said that he does what? not what shop doing? online i don't shop online who are you my dad why? Explain Why that to everyone. Online? You need how'd to you, explain how'd you get your supreme? How'd you get your Supreme Box logo? You, <laughs> you hypocrite. There's no happened. way that you got that in store. It happened. It just happened. It happened. Oh, my, Mikey, it just happened. Don't worry about it. Don't. That one just that one just happened. But otherwise, like shopping online, I don't do it. I don't do it. Why? It's the best way because, to shop. Because it's like. Not to be like super snobby, but like stuff that I generally go out to like actively go out to buy. I like having the experience of going to buy that thing. Okay. Right. But the secondary thing is like, yeah, I just don't like, I, I just don't like it because it feels so impersonal and transactional of, especially for stuff. Right. If I, unless it's something like I need to buy batteries for like a TV remote. Sure. But generally for other things, no, I, I like. Oh no! Go ahead, Darius. Go ahead. No, I I like the experience and like, the process of it. What I will do though, what I will do, okay, if I know someone at a store that I'm going to shop at, I will text that person, and then I will get them to do everything for me, and then I will go pick it up. For those listening, <laughs> this is Darius. You wonder, what is his lifestyle? What does he do? It's all a secret. <laughs> it's all a secret. I, I like honestly he he gave me the most ridiculous PR runaround answer to that last week when we dropped the pod because everybody was like was messaging me like, Does this Darius guy own an airplane? And I was like, No, he doesn't. Um <laughs> but basically, yeah, he just gave me the most ridiculous PR answer last week. I was literally like, Darius, everybody is talking about you and he's like what do you mean and then i told him that everybody thinks that he's like in the mafia or something and then and then he went you know 
when you got connections in the industry, stuff just gets easier for you. Mm. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I also forgot what Darius is shopping for because he's in that Louis Vuitton tax bracket, so. No, um, no, like, okay, that's a good example, right? So, like, say, say I want to buy a Louis Vuitton, say, a jacket or whatever, and, like, I have a sales associate there. If I shop online, one, I cut out part of the experience of shopping at Louis Vuitton, which is, like, the customer experience. Two, I know, like, this is me speaking as, like, a compassionate human being. I know that person makes commission on that sale, you know? Why would you cut them out just to benefit Louis Vuitton? You know, they make some amount of money, and it, get, it keeps them happy and gets me stuff I want you know most of the time a lot of like very new release stuff or limited release stuff you need to get vouched for by an associate just so that it doesn't hit the floor or I wanted to get it first or something like that so that's a good point that's a good that's sort of where I come from as and even something simple if it's not something that's uh that's like a launch product for Louis Vuitton or whatever it's nice to it's nice to have that connection like, will you, will you go to, like, Ace, like, will you not, let's say it's, like, a fragrance or something, right? Or, like, moisturizer. Like, will you, will you go into Aesop if you need moisturizer? Like, will you, like, I absolutely, to... 100%. I will, I will yeah, go yeah, into right. the store. They do, they do have a nice store. So, maybe I should, I should choose a store that isn't as appealing. Maybe, like, uh... <laughs> okay, no, no, let, let's say, let's say there is no experience. Let's say you're going to go buy Cetaphil from... You want Cetaphil moisturizer. You would rather go to Shoppers Drug Mart than order it online and get it the next day. Oh, hell yeah. Because I can what? get it the <laughs> Where is the experience of going to Shoppers Drug Mart? I got to go outside. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Actually, I can't even lie. Going outside is, like, such a privilege right now. So, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... Yeah, I'm, no, that's pretty fair. I'm really trying to, to think hard because... I don't know about you, Mike, but I am an avid online shopper. Like, when I want something, I will find it online. And I'll just press a button, and I get it. I've even ordered chips online before, because they were on sale. Right? Like, so... That I don't do. Okay. What is wrong with you? Yeah, that I do. And I'm right beside Whole Foods, too. So, I mean, I really have no excuse. I could literally walk there. The, The... Yeah, the thing for me is it's just, like, if I want chips, like, I want chips now. I don't want them in two days. <laughs> it's not like I'm like, oh, I could really go for some Cool Ranch right now. Product placement, Doritos, hit me up. Um, but it's like, days, yeah, though. I could really go two for days. some Cool Ranch right now. It's like, yeah, no, I can wait 48 hours for it, no problem. <laughs> but no, like, I think that's where that a lot of it's, like, the human experience of shopping for me. Especially for stuff like, it's, like, clothing or like accessories or stuff like that, I would much rather just go in store and try it, feel it, touch it. Obviously, I try not to go. That's why also why I've not been shopping a lot. You know, don't want to go to stores all the time and now we can't go to stores. But it's part of the experience. That's why. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I only have one guy like that where I'm like, oh, like if I'm going to buy something from this from one of these brands and I know this retailer carries this brand, like I will set up an appointment to go see him Wow! because like, you know I mean? I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy thousands of dollars worth of stuff, but 
you know, commission's commission at the end of the day. Exactly. I know, he, I know that's how he makes his living. And, and you know, the guy's always been good to me. Like, he's always been incredibly attentive whenever I go to see him. So, you know, if it's like I'm going to either spend $300 on a pair of pants online or I'm going to spend $300 on a pair of pants in store, it's like I owe him that. Like, I owe yeah. him yeah. that And, like, should anything go wrong, you have a person who's going to be an advocate for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, like, it. yeah. For for sure, he's a uh, like he he's de- the thing is the retailer that I'm talking about and I don't want to put this retailer on blast but the retailer that I'm talking about is like a high luxury retailer, but it's not very youthful. It's like very little of the product is something that I would gravitate towards, especially like with my style right now. Um, but every once in a while, there's something where I'm like, okay, like. I'll take this or I'll take that or whatever, but yeah, it, it, okay. Out of all the luxury retailers in Canada, I think, I guess this is a better way of bringing this up without me like putting the retailer on blast out of all the luxury retailers in Canada. Um, do you think that any one retailer is ahead of the pack? And I'm talking about like the, the retailers that carry several department stores, uh, like multi brands. Multi-brands. Yeah. I don't think so. No? I think they're they're very segmented in their markets and they all have their own markets. Wow. That's a good answer. How about you, Ed? One that prevails all. Carrying multiple brands. I don't know. Because you guys are literally changing my, changing my mind about purchasing chips, number one. Number two, I'm thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about... If well, you need well, to sure. buy some luxury chips. Yeah, I need to get some travel chips. But um, And you're also making me think, yeah, maybe like that experience. Other part of it, maybe for me, is I just don't like that. Like I don't want to be bothered. That's a there's a bit of me. I don't I don't want you to fucking talk to me. I don't want you to like you know give me no lip service. I don't give a shit. I have my eye water? on the prize. Do you want water? Champagne. Can I get you a water? But you know what? Fun. It's funny, Darius, because um, with with our industry, like the industry of of watches, I kind of don't mind that. When it comes to like retail and clothing, it's sort of expected. It really right? bothers me. I'm just like, can you just leave me alone? Like, maybe I'm just a little antisocial like that, but, you know, um, let's, let's, let's answer your question. So, a retailer right now that carries various uh, amount of brands. Um, a luxury is, multi-brand retailer. Is there one that, like, is there a name that sticks out? Is there one that sticks out, yeah. Not really. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised that both of you have the same take on this, because... In my opinion, I think Holt Renfrew suns every other. Why? Because of the panel? Luxury, <laughs> luxury multi-brand retailer. Because of the panel. <laughs> you know what? I didn't have any questions for that person. And I think that they expected me to have a question. Like, the fact that I asked you a question and I asked the guy from Joe Fresh a question and I didn't have any questions for the whole Renfrew person, that person must have been at least a little bit shocked. Like... The same you know goddamn I mean? company. Like, he has a man. He has a manufacturer. He has a question about fleece, <laughs> but he can't ask me about <laughs> about what my job at Paul Renfrew HR is like or PR is like. Like I, yeah, like I don't. I'd be upset if I was that person. Nah, but it, it. So you you think that is one that sticks out, eh? That as, as a leader in so. Canada, 
Wow. I think so. I, I, because the thing is, I thought that they were. I didn't catch that. Please say that again. It's not Alexa. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, guys, what's funny is I I I, on Telegram, I, I literally Alexa. joked about that, that, that system he's on. I don't want to say it. I don't want to, Oh, you can't hear it. Yeah, like the, the Alexa thing, right? And it's funny that you actually have one and it just turned on. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. I don't... Who said it, though? Like, my pants was they yelled it from downstairs or something. Like, I don't, I don't know how that happened. That's so funny. Um... But yeah, uh, I they were very late to the game on online stuff. They were extremely late to the game. Like I, there was a part, there was a point in time where I was sitting here and going, I think Holt Renfrew might shoot themselves in the foot because they had no product online. It was impossible to get Holt Renfrew product online. Um, and ever since they kind of digitized a lot of stuff, and especially with the way that they've like ran these these end of season sales, they got some nutty markdowns. Um, I think I think they do a pretty good job, and and of course there is no better you know e commerce retailer than Essence. Like Essence is gonna Essence is gonna smack everybody. Essence and end. Essence like I, and end. Watch. Yeah. Watch. That's all I can say. Watch. But obviously they're going to smack everybody. But I think that in terms of places with a physical storefront, it's got to be Whole Red Fruit. Really? Yeah. I I would say that the only retailer that I can see knocking them off is Nordstrom. Really? I feel like Nordstrom could knock whole referee off and people sleep so hard on Nordstrom. They they're so sneakily good at what they do. They cuz they have done such a good job and maybe a better job than whole referee in this sense of turning the big multi-brand retailer format into something as personable as possible. It, they, it doesn't feel like, especially with the way that, you know, they have, they have restaurant and not, I mean, whole room for Yorkdale definitely comes to mind. Like I know, and even Eaton Center, I know that they have, you know, food places in there too, but just the restaurants, I know that they sell like that candy there, the sugar Fina stuff or whatever it is. Um, and just the way that, and the Yorkdale uh, location is obviously the one that comes to mind, but. I don't know. I don't know if it's their lighting or something, but I, there's something that is incredibly hard about being a multi-brand retailer like that. And it's that it is so hard to make people feel like they're welcome. Even if the price point is accessible, it's so hard to make people feel like they're a valued customer because they know for a fact that there's a million people that come in there every day. And I feel like Nordstrom does a better job of that than whole Renfrew, honestly. Sporting Life does a good job of that. Shout out to Canadians. They do an incredibly good job of that, but it's also a different. It is. It's not luxury. Of... It is kind of luxury though, because I mean they sell Canada Goose and they sell 
like okay that was the first very first world thing for me to say because i've been so desensitized to cg and like all these other brands (laughs) i i I apologize for those listening i'm sorry that was very uh, not come out right but um they sell pjs they sell pjs i want to say yeah they do i guess but Nordstrom, they as well. Nordstrom is picking up Visvum too. Nordstrom has Fear of God. Nordstrom has like you know some heavy hitters. Sporting Life will not. Yeah. Sporting Life gives me like the the cozy atmosphere, right? Because I can go in for Columbia. Sporting Life carries Fendi. I feel like Harry Rosen does a very 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 good job of making you feel at home if you're with an associate. But their product offering to me is just like. Nobody under 40 wants to walk in there. Here's the thing, though. There's a figure from a couple of years ago published out by, uh, I think it's like a retailer insider magazine. A few years ago, I would assume it's pretty similar. Harry Rosen accounted for 50% of all Canadian male retail shopping. Whoa. That's bananas. Yeah. So like they that's what I meant when like they have each of these retailers have their segments and they crush those segments and they don't really cross shop too much because once you're in those segments and I think it's very important to note for these retail segments is that a lot of your income and productivity in terms of shoppers comes from your top clients and those top clients are incredibly loyal to their associates and retailers you know i i gotta i gotta be a little anecdotal here but i know this guy um and he spends like tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars at essence every year and they see them pairs with sneakers and stuff man like they they see them pairs like he'll literally be like they'll be like oh the easy's dropping he's like cool i'll take seven pairs and they're like all right cool or like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously they give him a limit. They give him a limit based on how much he spends yearly, but, you know, it's not that much of a, of a shock as to where stock is going. <laughs> like, it's... Yeah. Damn. Definitely. This is a, a few years ago, but Holt Renfrew released the Pirate Black ones. 350 V1s, they released the Pirate Blacks. And they were a true raffle. And... They got so much flack by so many people because people expected to get seated pairs and they were not seated pairs. They did like one Jeezy drop period, maybe two. Ever. Ever. One, yeah. And then they, ever. Never, they never did it again. They were, I remember that because I remember yeah. they were like, yeah, yeah, we're getting the Pirate Blacks in. I was like, oh, cool. And then I ne- and then I remember coming in for the next like, you know, month or two, whenever, you know, all the other ones were dropping and they were like, no, we're never getting them again. I'm like, why wouldn't you get the most popular shoe in the world in? Mm-hmm. They're like, didn't work. I'm like, didn't work? I'm like, you guys sold out of the shoe. But yeah, I I mean, I guess they really did stick true to to a raffle model, which is so surprising. Because you so would rare, think, right? Yeah, you would think that of, out of all of the retailers that are going <laughs> to go and see people pairs, like why would Holt Renfrew be like, oh, this guy that spent $50,000 on, you know what I mean? Stone Island this year, uh, he can enter the raffle like everybody else. <laughs> Damn. 
yeah, luxury retail, it's a, it's a, it's a, especially right now, it's a very interesting spot. Very, very interesting. Because a lot, you see a lot of customers and a lot of retailers making the choice of going digital or going not digital. Yeah. Elaborate on that too. Like, what are we seeing out there? So, so like, the biggest surprise and shock to me was seeing some of the like very very like high brands start embracing digital and start buying stuff and when because so i want to reference like hermes because they always put out like every quarter their yearly earnings or like their, their quarterly earnings and every quarter it's always like oh yeah we made plus 13 percent from last quarter plus 11 percent which is like super impressive for two years rowing or like three years going and like these last quarters they're like oh no we're down like five percent that's when i was like oh 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 okay like people are, are losing their sales finally like and it took it took a pandemic to get them to lose some sales but it wasn't because people were not shopping it was because they were not able to shop That's a good point. Yeah, because I mean, like, are you going to buy a Birkin on the internet? You if you could, a... you would. I mean, if you could, you would. I mean, you, you can, you can, but you can't buy it directly from them. Exactly. But, like, and then they started, I started, for the longest time, I was on their website, like, oh, yeah, you can contact for inquiry for, like, a shirt or whatever. And then, then now you can just buy a shirt. I'm like, whoa, I can just buy a shirt from Hermes now from online. That's sort of, sort of weird. Like, I don't, I, I don't yeah. know how I feel about this. Yeah. Definitely I a market I, sure. I have not explored. And I guess I just haven't had that much contact with. Especially yeah. the, the luxury what's, retail. What's really crazy is that when in Korea, when they opened up the Hermes stores for like a week or something, when like lockdown was at its peak and people were like shut down, they opened it up and they had lineups around the door. Lineups. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's like the, um, whenever I've seen, uh, I remember seeing the, the video of the line outside of Bape for the uh, Camo NMD. Crazy, and right? I've never seen such a long line in my life for anything. That was ridiculous. Like that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. It wasn't even a good shoot. It was, it was it was a bad shoe. It was honestly a bad shoe. I don't know why they decided uh, on that material for the upper. Like, a, like I that that made no sense to me. Um, it it was a bad shoe. Like it wasn't a good shoe. But you know, just like, damn, dude. Just when you see a line like that, the only line I've ever been in that was that long was when uh, Virgil did the IKEA stuff. You lined up for that? I lined up for that. They had it. I didn't even and know didn't they had it at Oh. I didn't get a rug, and I saw somebody walk out with two. What? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this person got two? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like a family of people, but it was like, these people got two, and I couldn't get one. Me, me and like four of my friends went, and none of us got one. Wow. They had it by, yeah. the, by the one by your house. Uh, no, 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 not that one. It was at, uh... North York? I can't remember where it was now. Yeah, North York, I think. Wow. Damn. I got a cinnamon bun, though. That was pretty good. 
I would I would have went for the frozen top, yogurt, honestly. but you know. I've never had the IKEA frozen yogurt. I don't think. Oh yes, I have in the cone. In yeah. The cone. I don't know why I was thinking of in a bowl. That's what I always yeah, do. Yeah, was pretty good. And their breakfast, their breakfast slaps, man. <laughs> their food's good. Their food's good. IKEA, shout, shout out IKEA. Um, another thing, I guess that we can kind of segue into this because we were talking about high fashion. Over the last year and a half, especially, uh, we've seen a lot, and I mean like a lot of heat come from Chrome Hearts. Uh, the the market for Chrome Hearts is on a wave. They're 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 doing crazy stuff, and I'm I'm gonna totally preface this by saying that maybe three years ago, four years ago, I did not really know Chrome Hearts like that. Um, I like when somebody asked me about them, I like was pretty much unaware. Um, like I, obviously like I, once I Googled it and stuff, I was like, oh, this is a legacy brand. Like they've been around for a really long time. Um, but I didn't really have any interest in it. I didn't really care for the aesthetic of it. Um, but I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And, you know, especially with, I think the rap community getting on it. And being, you know, I mean, repping Chrome Hearts so heavy, the influx of consumers that want Chrome Hearts, anything, anything at all, um, is wild. And people are like reselling their jeans and stuff. The lawsuit um, on, on the jeans too. Funny topic. Funny story. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? <sighs> I, 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 I don't mess with minimal. They've been stealing jean designs for like a long time. It's, it's about time that they had something coming to them. But uh, I guess the point that I'm trying to make with this is they've been around for a long time. And, you know, now they're really picking up on their hype and they're really, you know, garnering all this social capital. And I know I touched on Lacoste earlier as being one of those brands that, you know, I'm sure you remember, I don't know, 15 years ago, probably when the Lacoste polo hype was like the coolest thing. Like you, everybody had the alligator, man. Everybody mm-hmm. had it. Yeah. Um, can Chrome Hearts build off this and remain a legacy brand or will they see a decline? Will they see things get worse from here when people eventually the market is, is done, done. I say in air quotes with Chrome hearts. Okay. That's got, that's got an opinion. I think in today's age, Chrome hearts will not age. Well, they have legacy. I know I love the original intent. I love, I love the, the person who found it. Right. Like the the whole aesthetic of it, it, it's it's really true to that subculture, but to see it transform into something and and turn it into I want to say I don't want to say real legacy, but something that really holds true and will be carried on thirty years more, you know, forty years onwards, I don't think so. They are not a Vacheron, they're not a Patek. I I don't see them as any of those really heritage brands to be able to carry the torch. Using the example of Lacoste, that is pre-internet. We are now in this internet era, okay, of things just, they, they fly by night or they're great for, for four or five years and then something happens and then they're canceled. 
or literally people would just move on to the next thing and their attention span is is gone that is why i don't think it's not the product it's not anything i just think we're in the internet era where it will disappear and then you might get the the ebb and flows where 20 years later right someone digs up something and was like oh cool but then you're going to see the see the decline again and then you're going to go 30 years after that you know that that's 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 what i see in it nowadays maybe i'm being pessimistic it will even apply to the brands that i love the most okay as much as i want to see these guys as as the new polo as a new tommy is it's such a different era where people's attention span and like their taste change so often that the longevity that we know of from these brands will never be implemented to anything that's coming up. Darius, what, what do you think before I, before I chime in here? I, I've been a Chrome Hearts guy for a pretty long time, actually. So in the webcam, you can actually see a Chrome Hearts bag right there. <laughs> oh, so, look at that. Like, guys, Mystery what does Darius do? Flexing on us again. And, uh, what does he do? What and, does like, he do? And like earlier on when we asked like what we were, what we were wearing, like I was like, oh, I'm playing with jewelry on my desk. And like, it is actually Chrome Hearts jewelry. <laughs> and like, I love, <laughs> I love the brand. Like, because the story behind it, I love. Yeah. I love that I it's love still it a family company. Yep. And I love that they, so many people have tried to get them to do stuff that, they believe Chrome Hearts should do, but Chrome Hearts has always been like, nah, I just, just don't, like, no, like, we don't need to. Like, I love the brand so much, I got Chrome Hearts candy. Oh my god. Right? Yo, people, <laughs> people are gonna hit your DMs, Darius. Like, what does Darius do? What does <laughs> he do? Find out the next episode. <laughs> but I think, I think the brand, like, it has it has it is having its moment in pop culture and in the social media consciousness and it's having this huge influx of popularity you're totally correct but i don't think chromars cares they are not in the market of giving a shit of what people think about what they do they've never been in that market and there's an interview with one of the starks um, one of the, fa- the founding family. Yeah. And they asked, you know, what is Chrome Hearts? You know, what is the, the ethos of the brand? And he said, the Chrome Hearts is just Chrome Hearts, man. Like, that's it. And when the brand was starting, this is a story told to me by one of the Chrome Hearts reps. When the brand started, they were doing leather jackets and they are lining them with Hermes silk scarves and everything like that. And people started seeing them and they said, hey... I like that jacket. Can I buy one? Like, how much is it? How much? How much are these jackets? And they would say these to say these people like, hey, you know, like, how much is a Hermes leather jacket right now? Like eight thousand dollars. Like yeah, eight thousand dollars. Well, mine's nine thousand dollars. Right. And like, to be fair, it's made really well. Chromart stuff is made really well. And they might see a. Uh, a decline in their popularity but I don't think they really care and I don't think they're gonna even like they won't bat an eye I don't think they're they're, yeah they don't want bat an eye I don't think they're making more product right now just to satisfy this demand I don't think they're gonna make less product 
to make it limited. They just simply do what they do and they're just gonna keep on doing it. And that's what I love about the brand. I uh I definitely feel like yes, like they they're gonna have a, a decline. Um but at the same time, Darius, I think what you're saying is is extremely important because I don't think I really understood what the brand was about until I went to their New York location. Yeah, it's crazy. I walked, I walked in the store and I remember just looking around and being like, this is kind of empty. I'm like, this isn't, there's not a lot of product out here. And I'm like, but there's like a lot of displays, but there's no product. And then I was like, oh, they don't give a shit. I'm like, At all. They, I'm like, they don't give a shit about selling anything. And I was like, now I understand. I didn't understand until I finally walked in there. And I was like, they don't give a shit. Whether they make $100 million or $10 million, they don't care about the money. They don't care. They just care about the brand. They're just like, hey, like we're going to put out whatever we think is right. And if you don't like it, then don't buy it. They do not cater to the market. The market caters to them. It's it's pretty interesting how they're able to do that. And I and, and, and I commend them for it. Yeah, and there's some crazy Chrome Art stuff that is never like no one knows like this stuff exists. Cause they just make it and then that's it. So like the ebony tables people know exist. That's not even the crazy stuff. I know, and this is like the craziest ever thing I've heard in my life. I know that someone has commissioned. Some Chrome Hearts. And you can commission them to do things, you know, like if you're willing to pay them out. But I know that there's someone in the world out here who has commissioned Chrome Hearts to Chrome Heartsify their 2020 Rolls Royce Phantom. And they will do it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard something like I have like a table sort of story where um I know somebody that knows somebody who comes from a pretty wealthy family and they were at the Las Vegas store and they liked the table and it was like, it was just a table, like it was just, it wasn't a table on, the table was not on sale and they're literally like, hey, we like this table, like how much, like can we have it? Or like, can we, like how much is it? And they're like, we don't know and they're like, well, can you give us a price? And they're like, just write a, pe- write a price down on a piece of paper. Like they, they, they were like, we're not giving you a price. Like we're gonna tell us how much you want to pay for it. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah, that's nuts. You could get them to make your whole, um, like kitchen if you wanted to. It's doable, and like it's this brand that just does stuff, and I love it. That's pretty interesting. And their brand is so strong that when they do something, you know that they did it. Never yeah. thought of it that way. It could yeah, be anything, for sure. Literally anything, and you would know. For sure. It's like, yeah, like, it doesn't have to have, like, a cross on it or whatever. You just know. You just know. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I guess I, I never got the brief on it because I understood the jewelry. I understood the jeans. I felt a hoodie once, and it was the worst thing ever. And then... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's my opinion. It's not it's not your guys, so you know, don't don't worry. But it wasn't great. And and so that's why I guess and I've never been to the store as well. Never had the experience to. So to me it felt like 
There was heritage. Jewelry's on point. Aside from that, not sure if I would ever recommend, you know, purchasing their 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 wearables. Um, and then as time progressed, it was oh, this is now a rapper like a rapper brand, where it's it's so aspirational and people just kind of want to jump on it, right? So that was that was my view. If anything, I've learned a lot just just from this conversation about yeah. the brand. And the if you ever get the chance to visit the store and feel like they're cut and sew and like their their knits and their leathers, oh my god. It like blows their their screen print stuff out of the water. Okay. Yeah, I felt the screen print it's stuff. It's so good. It's amazing. Wow. Okay. Down. Lift the borders. One more thing I want to one more thing I want to touch on, guys, before we uh, wrap up, because I know I know we don't want to go too too long. <laughs> we said is, no three hours, but <laughs> I know you know what I mean. Like right, we oh, damn it. I think I think we need to just like start doing like three hours, but then we like we we got we gotta like cut some stuff out. I think yeah. I think that's our solution. It's like because like, you know I don't want to stop talking. Like what the fuck? Like, yeah, I, I don't like, need like, it. I have, I have no but that's the beauty. I'm, da- I'm down. To, I'm down to do. I'm down. Da- I'm, da- I'm down to do that. Honestly, I feel like because I feel like we can actually do three hours every week. But I just because. don't. Yeah, I just don't know if we can do. Three Who, hours. Who's cutting like, it? Because goddamn. <laughs> I think. I think we can just all listen to it and then kind of like make the decision. Anyways, regardless, I feel like we're going to have to cut this part out because we're making podcast decisions on the podcast. Fuck but, it. Fuck it. Just like um, I'm learning from Chrome Hearts what you guys told me. Fuck it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are teaching me news. There's things. a collab There's a collab that I saw today. And okay. this is a complete 180 from Chrome Hearts. Um Palace okay. uh world esteemed world esteemed skater brand. Yeah. Love them. He's doing a collab with Puffy and Ciroc. <laughs> there is a Palace Ciroc collab coming out. How do you guys feel about it? I feel like you should you should maybe just you should Google it because as pissed off as you are right now, you're gonna be a hundred thousand times more pissed off when you see how this looks. You're gonna be pissed. You're gonna be really upset. I promise. You're gonna be so upset. Okay. Let me let's let me let me look it up. <laughs> I feel like that that's where we have to do the cutoff is when Ed's AirPods die, that's it right there. That's, that's... Palace and Puffy Ciroc. Also, I love how Darius is like, I don't really wear this ring anymore. It's like, oh yeah, it's Chrome Hearts. <laughs> Palace. I'm not. We can't, I can't, we can't hear it. you, Ed. We can't hear you because you, every single time you plug in the headphones. Yeah. There we go. I'm not. I can't find it. Ciroc. You can't find it. Hold on. No. I'll I'll send it to you right now. Palace and Ciroc. Um. How is the How is the scene out there? Um. Across the waters with Ciroc. Is there a big following for Ciroc? I have no idea. I have no idea what it's What I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm trying to understand the 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 kind of context to to see if it makes sense. Before I'll, I'll send you the the picture I saw today you guys are gonna Yeah, be I am on uh, I'm on Hype Beast right now. I'm just looking at it. You guys are going to be super upset. 
But, but you're seeing the picture of the of the jacket with the yeah, bottle, yeah, the yeah. bottle with the jacket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Darius, I'll send it right now so you can take a look at it. I'll put it. I'll put it in the in the group chat. But uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be fucking angry. <laughs> no, I think it's a very skate thing to do. No. Oh my god, I see it. You think it's a skate thing to do? In terms of like, fuck it, let's just do it. Whatever. I don't see it. Really? I don't see the vision. I don't see the vision behind. I this don't one. see it and too. It's, it, it's whack. But think about people in that community, right? Do they really give a shit? Does anybody who skates go? Oh, let me spend fifty dollars on a bottle of Ciroc. Let me spend sixty dollars on this pineapple Ciroc. That, that, but that's why I wanted to understand if there's a big following out there in the UK for Ciroc. I mean, there might be a Ciroc following, but, like, are, are skaters drinking Ciroc? Like, I just want to know how they crunch the numbers on this. Okay. Yeah. Like, like where, where did this come in? Because this seems so out of left field. Darius's face right now, look of disgust. He's so pissed. Yeah. I think, oh, my God. Are we? Are we? This is like I another collaboration that, for collaboration's sake. Yes, I think. I think the point that I'm trying to get at is, our collaborations becoming too much at this point. Like, does do does this shit even make sense anymore? Like, I, it feels like half the collabs are just collabs to collab nowadays. <sighs> like, these look pretty funny. The the party looks pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I am. I'm gonna share these with you. It's a it's a party. These are what they had a party in the middle of a, of the pandemic. Does doesn't the UK have a bunch of COVID? <laughs> Hold on. Is this is from now? This is from right I don't, now. I don't know. I can't. I can't confirm. Let me let me look into this. Like, have they done this? They, there's no way they did a survival. Uh, apologies. We, we heard about this it. is um, this is in 2017. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. I was like, these guys really did that? Like, they really just had a party with no masks in the middle of a pandemic? 2017. <laughs> You're ready to pop off on them. Yeah, no, that would have been pretty wild to just <laughs> no, I think, ignore social distancing. You know what this reminds me of? But these are actually okay. I feel like they're more okay. Is what? the Hennessy and Cause collaborations. The what? Sorry. Yeah, you're you're cutting out, Darius. Oh no. Hen- no, sorry. All right. Me. Oh, you're good now. You're good now. Oh no, no, he's not. He's freezing up again. Hey, it's like what happened to me. Oh, oh exactly what happened to me. Him. We lost him. Uh, I wonder if he had a power outage. Okay, so Palace Ciroc. And we got him. Oh, there we is. got him back. Again. It's quicker than me. There we go. I'm yeah, just gonna yeah. turn off my uh, so video. It is. It is. Hey, take... I, do, I do want to add. It, it is a new condo, so it's a, it's about like almost two years old now. But we we have had power issues here. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, what's up? Yeah, I think this was uh this reminds me of the two collaborations, Hennessy and Cause, like the Cause figurines. That was a that thing. Exists. That's a thing. And then there's also the um, the off-white... Is it Vir- Virgil and Evian. 
Virgil and Evian, and there's also oh, he, d- he did him awake lab too, right? And him away as well. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> this is funny. I just think it's funny. I think it's funny. I think what I think it looks like yeah, it makes sense because all the other collaborations are just designing the bottle, right? Like I've seen Evian and like Christophe Lacroix, the silk manufacturer, make a bottle for Evian or whatever. Mike, just share. You you look like you're stressed. Why don't you share your opinion? I'm just like Sometimes I just wonder, like, as consumers, when the fuck are we going to draw the line, you know? Like, when are, when are we going to put our foot down and be like, hey, this shit is not worth the money? Do we have to draw and the line? I, I think at some point we do, because if not, we're going to be getting more ridiculous collabs like this. And th- it's nothing against Palace, and it's nothing against Ciroc, but when they come together and decide that they're going to be these companies in unison with each other, it's like... For what fucking reason? Like, for what reason? Like, are you... What? Uh, like... Like, Puffy's not selling enough vodka? Like, like, what is it? You know what? Actually, I shouldn't even blame him because... The craziest part... He has nothing to do with the day-to-day operations in Ciroc. I don't know if you guys know that, but he owns 50% of the company just for being the face of it. Nice. He doesn't do shit. How crazy is that? that what a payday. But anyways, yeah, it's just like, why, why, why are we doing this? You know why? Like, like, do skateboarders even drink vodka? I think it would have been funnier vodka? if it was uh, if it was Palace just making like that little coat thing. <laughs> that would have been amazing. You know, I actually the funniest part is um, I got on a on a bottle of Tito's vodka. Mm-hmm. There was, like, during the Christmas season last year, the holiday season last year, they had, like, a little, like, knit Tito sweater on it. And uh, it reminded me of that. I was just like, wow, what a gimmick. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like we do have to draw the line as consumers at a certain point. Because if not, brands are going to keep on doing dumb shit. And, you know, it's it's like, let's just... let's. How does Alexander Wang not sell through his sneakers, but this shit's going to sell out? That's the problem I'm having. <laughs> you know? Like, do we need Palace and Ciroc to collab? No. And do we need uh, Alexander Wang and Adidas to collab? Probably not. But one is not like the other. Let's be fucking clear. <laughs> like... So what I'm hearing is there needs to be an Alexander Wang branded Ciroc bottle. <laughs> I mean, it'd be better than this. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's, to- let's be totally real. It'd probably be better than this. I'm imagining Matt Gray, gloss finish A W A W A W A Ws, monogram. I would honestly prefer it to this. I just I don't know, especially with. I think I have a bone to pick with skate brands as well. Um, I think the only skate brand... No, I can't even say that either. Okay, as you you think about this, let me just say too. The umbrella thing that you kind of just said is, do I really need a Ciroc in Palace? No. But do I also need a Alexander Wang in Adidas? Probably not. Nowadays... 
We're just pushing product. That's all we're doing. Yeah. That's all what anyone's doing. We're just pushing product. So that's yeah, why that's, that's why I was like, fun. do we need to find a line? Because there's there's a part of me that says yes, but also a large part of me that says no. This is the wild fucking west. I don't need anything. You got Shopify. Yeah, you've yeah. got domain hosts. You know, web hosting. All of this. All of this so easy just to create. You know, a business. It is. We are in the wild west. This is the internet wild west, and so no line needs to be drawn. It's it's funny that you bring up Shopify because like. You know that when Wex decides to leave Adidas to go work at Shopify, I, I'm so glad you brought that up. You're a hundred percent right. Like you're a hundred percent right. Like who goes from being the guy at Adidas yeah. to being like, yeah, I want to go work for this e-commerce company. Like, right? What the fuck. It's like, but it makes sense in 2020. Mm-hmm. It fully makes sense in 2020. It's like he probably it was probably the smartest movie could have made. Correct. I would say so as well. The, and his job security is probably unbelievable. Yep. Not that his job security at Adidas wasn't unbelievable because it's Wex, but like you know what I mean? Like you don't have to worry about fading out when you're working at an e-commerce company. Nope. You know? Not at all. So he he can work that job for the rest of his life, and they're never gonna fire him because he's, he's Wex. He's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's great at his job. It's amazing. Um, the 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 point that I was trying to make with skate brands is um. I wouldn't say every skate brand is like this, but this is the part or this is the reason why I don't really vibe with Supreme is when Supreme was founded, it was these core ideas of anti-establishment, fuck the system, like we are what we are and they are what they are and we don't need them and they don't need us. And it's like us versus the world. Like that is what, it, that's what was, it's what they stood cool. for. Yeah. That, yeah, like that's what they stood for. That's what was cool about Supreme. And obviously as you grow as a brand, I'm not going to say, "Hey, they should have said they should have, you know, said fuck you to every single brand or like every single collaboration." But, you know, like it started with the photo tees and then, you know, it it it's progressed and now it's like they're not a skate brand. They sell skateboards, but they're not a skate brand. Like they're they're as establishment as establishment gets. There's nothing like anti-establishment at the core of Supreme. They like, they, you know what I mean? When you're getting bought out for 50% for $500 million or whatever, you're not a skate brand anymore. You're not. And, and when you're putting out, you know, diamond encrusted watches for 20 grand, you're not a skate brand. You're not a skate brand anymore. Sorry to tell you, but you're not. And okay. This is not me calling out Don at all. Because I I I rock with Don pretty heavy, mm-hmm. um, but their collabs as of late aren't very skate, but they still feel like a skate brand at their core, you know. Like I, they did the New Balance in the summer, and they're doing this Reebok collab on the on the Kamikaze, um, and yeah, like I feel like they're doing like a few brands that aren't a reach, but they're definitely out of their out of their target market. Um, but they still feel like a skate brand, you know? I I don't know. And just Palace does not feel like a skate brand. Supreme does not feel like a skate brand. Like, I, mm. I guess the reason why I'm so bothered by this Palace thing 
and why I wouldn't be that bothered by an Alexander Wang thing is like the Alexander Wang thing makes sense. But when you're a skate brand, you're not supposed to be doing collabs with like, imagine how, like, look, anybody who thinks this is cool, right? If you're sitting here going, this guy's wrong. You think like, this is so cool. Imagine if this was like Budweiser. Would you still think it's cool if Palace was doing a collab with... Actually, it probably would be cooler. It would be way cooler. It'd be way cooler, yeah. It'd be a lot cooler. If it was like PBR. If it was like PBR. (laughs) Like, if it was like a cheap beer, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but let's let's say they did like... Like, Palace did a collab with like... Delirium. Tremens or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, some like high... Highbrow, like 9.5% beer. Like, would that be cool? No, that'd be lame as fuck. Like, that'd be super lame. But we're going to let them get away with it because, what, Ciroc has social social capital? Like, I don't, like, I just think it's stupid. I just think it's so fucking stupid. What I'm hearing is that you're actually a Chrome Hearts fan, but you just don't know it yet. <laughs> I mean, it's not my aesthetic, but I definitely have respect for the brand. I'll tell you that much. Darius, what, what like, do you I, think about um, Supreme right now? I enjoy Supreme. I still enjoy Supreme. I can't get with it. I like. The I also don't stuff. buy. I also don't buy Supreme that often. Like to be honest, I don't buy it. So like, do I really? And I enjoy looking at it and like being a spectator of Supreme, but I'm not in in so much in so much enamored by the brand that I'm putting my money behind it. So. I think that's telling about how supportive of the brand I am. Well, I, I, Mike, you, you brought up the, the origins of anti-establishment, you know, you know, rebellion and the angst. One way I see it, and this is just one of many ways I see it is maybe the brand, the brand has just grown up along with its owner. You can start off with these ideals, but again, you're not tied to your beliefs and you're not tied to your values. Those things can change as as the years progress, whether we as consumers like it or not. So maybe this is just Supreme 2020, but it's not Supreme in 94. See, look, like I'm not trying to like talk down on James Jebby or anything like he's a legend. But when you start a brand and you have these things that are so intertwined with who what the brand is you got to stay true to it in some way, shape, or form. And I just feel like they don't do that anymore. If they didn't release skate decks, would anybody think that they're a skate brand? I, I'd say no. I would say no. All I'm saying is, like, if you're a skateboarding brand at your core, at the very minimum, make it feel like a skate brand. Does anybody give a shit about the Supreme Skate Team? Like, that was, like, such a cool thing back in the day. But does anybody even know, like... Outside of people that are, like, deeply entrenched in skating. Like, I know, like, I follow the Dime guys. I follow the Dime guys. I know, like, at least half of their team. Or, like, the guys that, like, rep them heavy. I don't know if they have, like, a full team, but, like, the guys that rep them heavy. Like, I like I, I follow them and I watch them and, like, I'm like, oh, these guys are sick. Like, this is cool. But, like, I don't know who the hell is on the Supreme Skate team. I have no clue. I literally have no idea. And, like, does that not say something about your brand when I can't it's not accessible enough to me as a consumer to like find like, you know what I mean? Like I don't see them on your social media. Like I don't see them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know the dime guys because they post them to their Instagram and stuff. Like I see them all the time, but it's like, 
and uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe like Supreme for me just isn't like showing up on my feed or something. Cause like, I don't like the pictures, the algorithm's stupid. So maybe that's part of it, but do they post videos of their skate team and stuff? Like, do they do that? I don't know. I actually don't know. They usually do. Like, yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> I think, Fine, I, get, I think the, I uh, I think what what it is is like it's a matter of your algorithm or what what's being presented to you because if I was to make like a statement on Palace or Dime or something like or another skate brand, honestly, if you took um like a general person right like a general consumer of of clothes, they might know that Palace and Dime are skate brands, but that's not their primary you know, knowledge of the brand. Same can be said for Supreme. Like, I'm scrolling through their feed right now. I don't see anybody on a skate. Oh, last, the, the only one that I see on a skate, October 10th is the last time that in the, oh, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. October 29th, I guess, was the last time that there's a clip of somebody on a skateboard. There's like a, there's a picture of Stefan Grapp. Or I guess he's the photographer. I don't know. Like, I like the thing is, like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't see, like, it doesn't feel that accessible to me. Like, I, it doesn't feel like, like, yes, they still have a skate team. And of course that's important, but. But was that ever about being accessible? I guess it was never about being accessible, but I guess just the ethos and like the mantra of the brand should be accessible. I think that should be something that should be a a huge part of how you market the product. And I don't, I don't necessarily blame Supreme for allowing that to take a back seat, but at the same time, it's just like, it, it doesn't feel like a skateboarding brand. And like, I just... Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, like, some gatekeeper of skateboarding or, like, Supreme, right, or anything for that matter. Like, I mean, where would you like, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, for example, if, I don't know how to bring this up with Kith, but if Kith were to, like, all of the sudden not do sneaker collabs anymore. Or like they did a sneaker collab every once in a while, but in, but for the most part, they just started selling like designer sneakers instead of doing like New Balance collabs and Asics and all that stuff. It would make me feel the same way. You know, like it's, it's like, yes, you, you evolve and you grow up as a brand, but you still got to have that, that thing that gave you the spark at your core somewhere, right? How do you feel about that, dude? Like, like, am I am I off base here? Like, I don't know if I am or not. I just wonder what you would, re- how you would react if one day. Ronnie just woke up and was like, you know what, I'm not gonna do any sneakers today. I'd lose my fucking mind. But I'd lose, I'd lose would he mind. not be more more representative of Kith than your opinion of Kith?
Ronnie once said something, and it's resonated with me. And he said, the brand is bigger than me. He said, I, he essentially said that, yes, obviously he's the one, you know, bringing this stuff to life. But the brand is so much bigger than him. He doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Like people gravitate towards him because they want a face. But the brand is much bigger than him. And I'm not saying that, you know, like with Supreme and James Jebby, like it's not, it's like, oh, like he thinks he's bigger than the brand or anything like that. Because that's, that's definitely not the case. But when I hear Ronnie say that, I take that as him being like, hey, like no matter what, this, this brand is going to be what it is and what it's always been. And we're going to stay true to, you know, like what we are. And I don't know, like, I I don't think you can say the same thing about Supreme. Like, I don't think you can say that they stay true to what they were on Inception. Obviously, they've been around a lot longer. So maybe Kit does go through this crazy transformation. But I don't know. Do you ever see Ronnie Fogg waking up one morning and going, oh, I don't want to do A6 collabs anymore? I don't. But I think that's similar to the analogy that that I gave about the about musicians and artists. They can be tight. They can be so tied to one sound, but they really want to do something else, it, which may throw off their perceived values and like their 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 core. But artistically, as a creative, they're just like, I'm I'm done. I'm done with this. I I don't want to do this. I I totally agree though. I like they're. There will come a point where, or, or at least your point is, there should still be some sort of what you what started it all in the brand that transcends through the years. I, I do get that, and that's why I'm torn too. Because one side I do see it, and the other side is things morph, things are fluid, and shit changes, and you could lose, like, you could be it, totally derailed, you know? Yeah, like if I'm James Jebbia, dude, like. There's no chance in hell that I would do what I'm saying right now. And and that's the truth. That's the truth of the matter. Like, if the Carlisle group... Well, I mean, I know they sold off their stake or whatever. But, like, if the Carlisle group's coming up to me and going, Hey, man, like, you're the hottest streetwear brand in the world right now. Um, we'll give you $500 million, but you have to keep on doing what you're doing, basically. Or you're not going to get $500 million. I'm taking the $500 million and I'm running. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, you know what I mean? I'm allowing the brand to evolve into what it's evolved into. I just, I just don't like how it's still supposed to be the skate brand when it, when it doesn't feel like a skate brand. I think, I think that's what I'm, what I'm getting at is that it doesn't feel like a skate brand and like allow it to evolve. Sure. But I don't know. So like something about it just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, that's fair. I think the best thing to say about this I have about like getting bought out or something like that is something that Rick has said, like Rick Owens. He's always said, like, if someone came up to me and wanted to buy out my company, I wouldn't want them to say, here, we'll buy 51%. If you're going to buy out the company, buy out 100% and then be done with it. I will want nothing to do with the brand. And then you do whatever, whatever the hell you want with the brand. I think that's what's happened to Supreme. And a lot of people are upset about that. And sure, like, 
Yes, they, they started as Supreme as like a skate brand and everything. And I guess as like a corporate entity, I forget who bought them out, but they believe that they're doing the right thing. Oh, VF bought them out, VF Corporation. V, yeah, VF Corp. I think it's in a, oh, like the best stable of brands it could have been. And I think they're gonna they're going to morph the brand into like something beyond of just what it is right now and what it used to be and that's the ultimate goal of vf right now that's the ultimate goal done thus of uh supreme how does that make you feel mike i think the rick thing is very valid i think I think like like that that is what you should aim to do if 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 you're if you're a creative because who like obviously we're not seeing what's going on behind the scenes at at Supreme right now but like yeah like James Jebby is laughing all the way to the bank but I'm sure there's a part I'm sure I'm sure there's a part of him that's going damn like, I kind of wish that you know what I mean we could go back to that like, I'm, I wish that we could kind of, like, have that feel that we had in the 90s or the early 2000s or whatever. Like, I wish it wasn't so much about, oh, is your bot going to get this, this box logo? And more about, oh, I just think this is cool. Like, and I don't think it's cool because other people think it's cool. I think it's cool because I think it's cool. You know? Like, that's that that has to be a very, very difficult thing to deal with when when you've built a brand that's got to be the most impossible thing to deal with no matter how much money you're making is going oh people like the product but they like the product because other people like the product they don't like the product because they like the product that has got to fucking hurt because what do you do what do you do at that point for one you can't complain about the success because then you just sound like an asshole but the other thing is damn like did, did he ask for all this did he ask for, for Supreme to get to this point? I'm sure he didn't. That's got to be a very, very hard reality to deal with every day. And if I was in his position, I don't know if I'd be able to go into work anymore. Like, that's... Because I'm not saying he's stunted creatively, because I still think Supreme can put out cool stuff. Like, I think that they have cool collabs. I think that they're still doing a good job in that sense. But, you know, when you start something with a vision and that vision is like entirely distorted just by what the mar- how the market has reacted to your product throughout the years, that has got to be a tough pill to swallow. Do you think he, um, he can live vicariously through Brendan, through Angelo? Like having that feeling, it it might not be primarily like his own, his own, but like I'm sure that like hopefully that they still keep in touch, right? And that you know things there parted ways, you know, peacefully. I think that, yeah, I'm I'm sure that he looks at them and is like, oh, like I'm a proud dad doing this shit like I like I love seeing these guys do their thing because at the end of the day like 
that's that's a position of privilege for him is that he can watch all these guys do their thing and build these brands and you know what I mean kill their their sales goals year over year over year and still be like these guys aren't gonna touch me yeah it's true you know supreme is in another is in another league like they do high fashion numbers in you know what Just I mean the, like that's that's crazy. A streetwear brand that is able to do numbers like that. No, the world would have never guessed. If you if you were there in 95, let's say, a year after it all, you would never say, dude, one day you're going to get bought out. Trust me. Trust me. One day... For $2 billion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He would have been you're like, hilarious. I'm never taking that money. Fuck yeah. that. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame... I don't blame him for allowing the the brand to go in that direction. I I want to make that entirely clear. There is no way that I can blame somebody for taking five hundred million dollars. That's not a thing you can do. But you know, like it. Fuck, like what an artist dilemma. Yeah, you you like, just summed that up. What an artist dilemma. Like. If I were him, I would just want to stand up and go, hey, I'm done sitting at this table. Like, I I think I've done everything I could do here. And walk away peacefully and retire. Or, or maybe not retire, just like... But at the same time, like, shit. Like, I'm... I'm the, the, the thing is, I'm looking at this through a scope of... I'm 24 years old, and I haven't achieved success in the fashion industry. But, like... How the hell do you go from being the guy at Supreme to being like, oh, let me go help my friends out with their brands? Like, you don't want to do that shit. I but, think you like, would. You would? Why not? Because at the end of the day, it's like, it's not your thing. It's not your thing. Okay. I think, look, I don't know if there's an agreement or a clause that, like, he has to stay. <laughs> That's why he's he's still in this. Uh, but but I think that's almost like people that um, co-write in music or co-produce. It's like it's not really my thing, but I'm almost taking more of the like uh, consultation, right? I, I'm like a consultant at this point. Like that's the next level. Like I can help you try to help you think about things a different way, steer you on on a different path, or help you land to a certain idea, and then we can talk about execution. Maybe, maybe, but I, I, or maybe, yes, or maybe he goes from being the guy in the streetwear universe and he becomes, goes from being God, essentially, to being the guy who is standing behind you at Whole Foods. And maybe he wants that. Maybe he wants that. Yeah. It, yo, that is like. I don't think he I've wants, ever thought of. I don't think I've ever thought about it this deeply. But shit, I yeah. kind of feel bad for him. Like yeah. I mean, he wants. I, he just I, wants I, to be the the billionaire that's standing behind you at Whole Foods trying to check out for his quinoa. That's all yeah. he wants. Maybe maybe that is what he wants, man. Like maybe that's what that, I would want. Damn, that's one hundred percent what I would want. Like the moment I get bought out, I'd be like, "Oh, how long do I have to be here? Two years? All right, cool. I'm getting the fuck out of here." Like I. 
I don't have any interest in letting somebody control half of my brand. I don't care if it's for $500. I don't care if it's for $500 million. Like, I don't have any interest in doing it. Like, it would, not, it would officially not be fun for me at that point anymore. Like Drake said, you know, as soon as I stopped having fun with it, I'd be done with it. That's... Truer words have never been spoken. Agreed. This is a... Uh... This is why we do this podcast, you know, it, it's to really do the, have these conversations and we just kind of pick these things out of our brains. This, I, I've really enjoyed this segment. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this. I think, segment. I think, I think we can end it on this. Honestly. I think this is a good spot to end yeah. it. Yeah. And, and leave, leave it up to, to, to kind of the people that listen, um, I mean, we're we're not on YouTube, um, and we could talk about it. But there are the link to the website. There is a comment section, right? And I I always post the the podcast um, on the website, and that's for you know if anyone does want to engage, if anyone does want to say, you know what, Edward, you're full of shit. Michael, you're fucking wrong. Darius, what the hell do you do? You know, that's where you you guys can do it <laughs> temporarily. I mean, we will find a better way to do it. But that's why it's out there, and um, it was a beautiful topic to end off on. I'm not gonna lie, we we yeah. got we got pretty deep. <laughs> we got good on there. We did, James Jevia. We we love you, man. We, we do. just want you to we want you to love yourself too. <laughs> <laughs> you you go get that quinoa and kombucha. You know you want it. You deserve yeah, it, man. Honestly, if you were behind me in line at Whole Foods, I'd let you skip ahead any day of the week because I know you got more important shit to do than I do. So, again, maybe he doesn't want that. Maybe he doesn't want that. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, maybe he doesn't want that. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 a hundred percent speculating on how he feels, but <laughs> but you know, it's it's hard not to think that somebody in that position would 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 feel conflicted in that sense. You know. Yeah. Uh, on that note, thank you everyone for listening. Um, Mike, if you want to plug yourself again, you can follow me on Instagram at Hey I'm Mikey H E Y I M M I K E Y. I know it's a shitty handle. I've had it since I was sixteen. So <laughs> to grow up with Instagram, old school handle. And let's talk about Mystery Man himself. Darius, please tell the world and all our viewers your handle so they can bug you. You can you can follow me at dar.ig. Just please don't bug me about what I do and stuff like that, please. <laughs> you can pick my brain. Don't pick don't pick my life. All I'm saying all I'm saying is there's a reason why he's blurring out his face in these fit pics, you know? And and it's not it's not because he doesn't like the way he looks, it's because he needs to keep anonymity. Yes. He does some crazy stuff. Yeah, exactly. You you can't find out. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Again, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything else, please rate, please comment, please leave a review, please give us some you know, stars, thumbs up. Subscribe. Subscribe. That's very important. Don't forget that. Yes. Don't forget that. Especially yeah. if you are on, on all these platforms. And if you enjoy this content, thank you so much for listening. This handle is at springs.thread. Um, and until next time and until next week, thanks, everyone. Peace. Later days. Take care.